I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, welcome to Vasebe Cast number 162 with Prison Joe for his third appearance. Seth, how are we doing today? Three times. Yeah. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's been literally two years since you last were on, I believe, right? Is that two years? It's or, been no, a no. year. It's been, it's a, been year a year since you were last on. It's been two years since your first appearance. That's right. Correct. It's, you were on and the it's tasting. crazy. It's crazy how much has changed in just that year. Um, yeah, you're kind of like you're kind of like an official content creator. Like you're actually like uh, well known. I feel like, and your YouTube has been popping the fuck off. It's really cool to see. I've been at it. Yeah, I just I know that when I when I talked to you last year, that was when I I moved away from working full time because at first I started streaming streaming part-time working full-time and then last year i made the move to i still work part-time but content creation is a full-time pursuit and i did it was I, I felt like i was ready to just go but there's a lot more that goes into it than i think people think it's uh there was just, i just had so much time all of a sudden i had all this time all these <laughs> hours of time and i didn't know what to do with it i thought i would uh you know, I tried to branch out. I think I think the first thing I tried was like, you know, I tried to do variety vlogging, and like it was going well. Like I was getting some traction with it, but I don't think uh, I I quickly realized that if I was going to pursue that, that I was going to have to really just like send it. You know, like I was going to have to make that the priority, and I was going to have to move away from RuneScape because it just I wasn't doing it enough to like that consistency. Because you know, like content creation, I, I know this and my time doing it consistency is everything like it is like it's the key component to getting you where you want to be i think like there's a lot of other factors that like will determine whether you like really blow up but if you're consistent with content creation like you'll get traction eventually like if, if your idea is even even if it's just an okay idea if you keep at it yep it will grow and like i, I know i have plenty of friends and plenty of people who are products of that but i quickly realized that yeah like that wasn't going to be that wasn't going to be my lane. And, you know, I kind of came back around to RuneScape. And I, I think kind of YouTube is really... I'm addicted to YouTube, I think. Dude, it is, <laughs> the thing is, is 
not like it's like it's sort of like a side project where i feel like twitch twitch is for a lot of people they start out and like me and you we started off on twitch like we didn't have any other thing we're just like let's just send some fucking streams and it's all fun and you obviously were already you know doing your own thing like your own career path and so that's a little bit Mm. different than me but for me it was like twitch going into twitch like i had no expectation so it was all fun 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 and then all of a sudden i started receiving paychecks and i'm like oh like this is amazing and then (laughs) and then that's when the stress starts coming and then that's when things start not becoming quite as fun because now it's like there's money involved and it's like god damn it like i'm Mm -hmm. stressing out but youtube was like the detached like side project where i it was just pure fun and literally no expectation and so that's like really where the addiction was like i can literally just post on here i don't have to touch it i don't have to look at it again it's just done and it's just i'm seeing passive growth like it's the most addicting thing ever and and you can take it wherever you want like you you can literally mm -hmm. do you can make whatever you want with with twitch it seems like there's this kind of like mold you need to fit into sort of and you have this community and you kind of need to know the culture and all the stuff with youtube just fucking send whatever you want a hundred percent and when i when i got into youtube i i really it was it took me a while to figure out what i wanted to do but going back you're saying like starting in twitch like you're talking about that the money aspect of it being stressful and hounding on you that's that was like the main reason because i knew when i was working full-time and doing twitch part-time like i was still making like good money off twitch which was crazy because you know it helped me get to where i wanted to be because like my goal with my job was is i was like if i can get returns on these investments i have and i can make like work a part-time thing like i can pursue this because i didn't want that that stress you talk about like worrying about money like kind of especially as a twitch streamer because it becomes tough because then it, you essentially it gets to a point to where you might be begging but you're essentially like begging people for money you know yeah. you don't want like i don't like i don't want to think about money when i'm streaming because like <laughs> i really enjoy streaming i love interacting with people like people know like my community is it's about interaction it's about having a good time like yes sometimes i do things in the game that require like high level of pvm whatever it may be but most of the time, like, it's just a fun place to hang out. Like, that's what the, that's the community I want to foster. That's like, that's what I want. And getting, uh, like you said, that, that point of not having any stress, like getting, once I got to that point, I knew, that's why I knew it was time to send it. Like, I knew it was time to pursue it full time. I knew that I had part-time work that would basically cover the essential stuff. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to be worried about not being able to pay the bills or et cetera, et cetera. And that's really, when I got to that point, that's when I was most comfortable just to rip it. I think I talked about it on the last podcast. I think the last time I was on with Tasty, we talked about that a little bit. But if you would have told me, man, <laughs> like, I think I, start, I think I started streaming almost five years ago now. And if you would have told me where I'm at now, like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's been crazy. Like, YouTube, um, now me, T-Papa, Tasty, we fully own and operate the behemoth Oscar RuneScape channel. That's huge. That is crazy. Um, my, per- <laughs> yeah, that is, that, that, that's definitely one that if you would have told, if you told me that, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, if you would have just told me where I'm at, you bought you out know, behemoth, like, oh, what, what, <laughs> yeah. what's behemoth five years ago? You're like, what the hell is even that? <laughs> that was, uh, that was quite a deal. Um, you know, behemoth essentially reached out to, to us and, then basically, yeah, we just kind of negotiated because I believe there were some other people that were interested in taking over Behemoth as well. And uh, he, I guess, I guess, really, what it came down to was with that, you know, 
Because I don't think you haven't had Tasty or Beanbeth on here to talk about that, have you? Not yet. They're, I'm literally in discussion. Like we've been talking for like two months, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, like we're definitely going to okay. come on the Save a Cast, talk about all this stuff." It's like, dude, like they're. Yeah. I think they're involved with lawyers. You guys are all involved in that. I don't know what's happening, but eventually they'll yeah, come yeah. on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all ironed out, and um, yeah, I, I won't, I won't. It's it's a deep hole because obviously, like that that like acquiring that, all the things that went into it, like it's a lot because like Behemoth is a huge entity. Like if and people, I guess people do understand but don't understand. Like it's it's a lot. It really is a lot. Just because, just because it's every single day. There's a video uploaded every single day, and yeah. and although it might not take an insane amount of work to get that video out that day, it's the fact that it's every single day, three sixty five days a year. That is the standard. That's like that's what we're trying to meet, yep. and like that can become a lot. Um, which is good while we have we have a team like we basically have a team you yeah. know and everybody kind of does their role but uh i won't get too far into that because i know that that's probably something when they do come on they want to discuss but at the end of the day really the acquisition happened is because behemoth felt confident in us taking it over which makes sense and like tasty is a perfect front guy for it in my opinion like he is he's great at hosting like he's got the voice he i mean it, it's funny too like i talk to people about like if you watch the youtube recordings like just the raw because you know like there he does he like he he reviews the clips and does like a raw recording if yep. you watch it it's funny watching him just like <laughs> he's like smoking his vape just like out of it and he like goes into youtube mode you can see it like you can physically see him go into youtube mode and then go out of it and then go back into it and then go out of it it's actually it's actually really interesting to watch i uh, like because like I, i'm scared to do that I, I i like have to like cut my own stuff up but he just rips it raw and he's just yeah. so good at it like he's just like he snaps in and out it's like a different it's you know not a different person but just a complete different vibe um so but, uh, do you notice that in yourself by the way because now you have a youtube like do you do you think you have a youtube voice and a twitch voice and then a normal voice or like how do you how do you see yourself in that <sighs> i think twitch voice and youtube voice are kind of the same for the most part i think youtube i like focus more on like pronouncing pronouncing words and etc better like i do my best you know like i'm not the i'm not the greatest well-spoken person ever but i really do try my best to i, I guess really like like flow through the words and be pertinent. And I, I, there's definitely a, there's definitely a difference, a hundred percent. But YouTube, like I feel like have has like propelled me in content creation. I, I wish I would have started a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you you made that like that comment stuck with me. I forgot what Sebe Castle was I was listening to, but you're like, yeah, YouTube is like it's like a little plant. You just put some water on it and slowly slowly grows. It's uh -huh. so true. Because, like, it just took me a while. Because I started YouTube as soon as I became, like, when I shifted towards full-time content creation, I started on YouTube. I started making vlogs. I was doing variety stuff. Like, it was getting decent views. But I quickly realized, like, yeah, this stuff is getting views and people like it. But it's never going to get to the point to where it's, like, providing me substantial growth unless I, like, fully send it and just completely, like, change, like, change my brand. Yeah. And, like, move away from RuneScape. Because RuneScape is what got me to the dance. Like, I'm not... I'm 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 well aware of that. Like RuneScape is the game that got me, and I and I love I still I still I love RuneScape. I love RuneScape right now more than ever, actually, which is funny. But like even at that point, I knew I loved RuneScape, and I definitely didn't want to just give it up and go to something else. Like mm -hmm. I didn't dislike the game that enough. So I sat down, and you know I so this I did this thing on my Twitch channel live called Tob Tuesday. Which essentially the idea was is I would like I like to collaborate like I'm like that's my whole that's the whole reason I love Twitch that's why I love content creation I love interacting with people and I love collaborating with people and creating stuff 
And so I would reach out to streamers and be like, hey, you want to do Tob Tuesday? Like, what is that? I was like, well, we're just going to do Tobs and a voice call together and be live. And, it, you know, and we'll and just kind of improv it and see where it goes. Like, some of them went really well. Some of them were just kind of, eh. But I was sitting there like, that was the hardest thing for me, man, was just thinking. I guess it's scary. Like, YouTube's kind of scary. Like, thinking the whole thought of, like, you think of, like, editing and, like, how to post the video. And, like, it, and especially if you hold yourself to, like, a, like a, probably a higher standard than you should it's like scary like i was just like scared to like post something mm -hmm. especially runescape related like and i, I just I, I felt like i didn't have enough ideas or i felt like i just didn't have a good idea like runescape wise that people would watch but i kind of like started thinking about top tuesday and i was like i was like oh i could work this around and there's shows like there's a show called sunday conversation which i'm constantly like compared to or people you know of course you get the comments of like you're just ripping off his formula it's just like you know there's that too like you know like but that show uh the eric andre show uh like uh skit artists like drewski um uh, between two ferns like there's a lot mm -hmm. of different comedic interview shows and like i was just like thinking about those and like taking elements of all those shows and kind of making my own show like putting my own spin on it essentially yep. Because, like, people keep giving me the Sunday conversation, like, comparison, but that, that's just the newest and biggest show that does that format. Because there's many interview shows before that, like, that use the comedic aspect. And, like, I've just tried to draw the the things I think are best from all those shows and do my best to funnel them into what is definitely now Top Tuesday. Because when it started, I was, I kind of had an idea, but I felt like I had to, like, kind of find, I guess, my character. Because, like, I'm playing... In a way, I'm playing a character on the show, but it generally it's 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 generally me. But I'm also like I'm I'm feeding into this like uh, interviewer, I guess you could say. Yeah. If you don't know what Top Tuesday is, it is basically it it is a comedic interview where I do a couple tops with a guest, you, a content creator in the RuneScape section, and I ask them a variety of questions. And I love Top Tuesday because they're all different. Like the theme is different because like RuneScape content creators are all so different. We have so many different types of people, which is also really nice. Like I have a wide variety. Um, you've also came on as well. Yep. Um, it's uh, you know, and of course, like it was easy to theme you. Like it was easy. Oh, it was so you know, the fun too. The, the, the philosophical, like drawn out, like slow pace. Like I already knew like what the theme was gonna be. <laughs> You know, and then like for an example, like Defy J, like he's came on super fast pace, real fast pace, really fast pace, like hard hitting. Um, like, you know, it's this, the pace is jacked up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just it just took me a while. But as soon as I thought about Top Tuesday and I got a video out, I got the feedback, I saw it was going well. Then I knew it was like then like it, it was like all these different ideas started coming to me. I don't know what happened. It was just I, I, did, did you have that experience when you started YouTube? Uh, I mean, definitely not on the same like threshold as you, I would say. I, I actually want to ask you something about that sort of like thing. Like, so you've done how many episodes of Top Tuesday now on YouTube? Today, actually today, episode 24 is about to be live in okay, about wow. one hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so like how much prep are you putting into this? Because I was like genuinely impressed with just how, like how good of a flow you did or had for our episode. And I've noticed that like watching other episodes, it's like you just, it feels like you have something actually prepared. Like you have this narrative already kind of going and then you pace it pretty well. Like how much prep is involved in that? So when I'm looking at top Tuesday, I write, it's entire, I write an entire script of questions, an entire script of questions. And there's points in the script where I will put like, I will literally put, 
like with the uh like the action abbreviate with action like improv like i, I have i have points where i'm gonna ask a question and then i'm going to like there's a space to like improv and like work off of that <laughs> because some of the best moments in top tuesday are completely improv there's not that didn't script it like none of it like it's just it's just what comes to me in the moment because i don't know like i'm good i know i'm good with improv i know i'm good with being quick and like just whatever my brain i don't know how why it works the way it does but like getting something out there and like yeah, i take yeah. pride in that and like it makes me want i have like a good moment that's fully improv i also feel that's why i love youtube i feel zero stress because of the power of editing <laughs> and half of top tuesday is editing shout out to saint tits we edit them together it is um uh the editing process is like there's i can't just give that product to somebody and be like hey this is what i want it's a very like feedback based like in depth, like we're like sharing ideas as we edit the video. A lot goes into editing because, like, if I just threw that, if I just try to pay an editor and just throw that to them, like, hey, this is what I want, it's just not going to be the product that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, like, and th that's why, like, I cherish like having Saint Tits, who is the person who helps me edit Top Tuesday, because without him, it's not going to be the same product. It yeah. wouldn't even be close. But as far as like preparation goes, there's the script, and then I go out and I and I usually. I find people who are close to XYZ content creator. I reach out to them and ask them questions about them. Like I try to get the dirt. I try to get the, I try to get anything I can to really, to throw them off too, to throw people off. I've definitely mm -hmm. thrown some people off. They're like, Whoa, how the fuck? <laughs> why is he asking me that? Like, <laughs> but, and that's just being like having, if, if you're, if you're on like the pulse of the community, you know, you know what shatters, you know, like, you know, the easiest way to find if, if it's a streamer, right? Like a Twitch streamer, the easiest way to find out things about them is, Hey, hit up their mod. And their mod is going to be super excited to tell you all the de all the deeds, all the dirt, <laughs> any anything that'll like agitate them, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, <laughs> have you? I mean, I mean, yeah. Have you ever had like really, really awkward moments? Because like I feel like you are the best host to do something like this. Because seriously, like I, I'm seriously watching some of your episodes, and I am I, I'm about to have to turn it off because I'm like this is so uncomfortable. Like this is <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. Like I cannot believe he asked that, or I cannot believe he's like still picking at this one thing. Like Jesus Christ. So like, have you ever felt this like super uncomfortableness, or do you just accept that like this? I thrive is, in it, dude. Uh, I hell yeah, it. I love okay. it. I love that moment of awkwardness. I love it. Like I, I literally thrive in it. I can't. I, I, I look forward to it, especially with guests who kind of supersede me as a content creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting them in that space makes me just. I love it. You know, like like it, like I have like the dream guest. Where, like so I have like it's like I would love to obviously like. It's Will's a good example. Like I would love to have him on. Mm -hmm. Like I would. I mean, like and of course, like I have a wealth of people who have no like deep knowledge about him. So like it would be an insane episode because I would have endless content to script. It seems like people like Will and people that don't take themselves seriously at all will also just enjoy that. But have you had a guest that like you could tell was getting kind of annoyed and a little bit like? bothered by the way you were conducting the interview <laughs> um i think there's been so here's the thing is like most like most people especially now when they come on i let them know like i'm gonna ask like that's kind of the like the pre like the pretext i give people is like i'm gonna ask you a lot of questions some of them are ridiculous answer them how you want to answer them and also just be in mind that i am definitely leaning into a character here and also that i'm like if i'm not talking 
I'm probably just because I'm pacing the video to because we do two theater of blood runs. That's like the standard is mm -hmm. two theater of blood runs. But honestly, not telling people that has also paid off for me because like people who I'm close with, I just might not tell them. Like Nine Rain, for example, we had, I had Nine Rain on. Yep, yep. He had no fucking clue what he was getting himself into. It was very apparent if you watched it. He had no idea like what <laughs> what he was walking into. And it was funny because I asked him, I was like, "Oh, did you watch the episode?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "I'm excited." I was like, "He's fucking lying." Like, fucking watch an episode because <laughs> the way he reacted was just like he was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> From the start, he just was completely thrown up. And it made it like it made that episode one of my best episodes for sure just because he's just so thrown off the entire time and it takes a while um i definitely think i remember the west ham episode he was definitely getting annoyed with me he was because <laughs> towards the end he was just flaming me essentially like i had to cut out like there's cut out like, at least like two minutes of him just being like mean to me essentially yeah but uh that that's one that i can think about what kind of runescape content can i make on youtube that is not that i'm not gonna hate myself for making it's like i'm not making a one chunk iron man like i would rather jump off a fucking bridge like i'm not doing that so it's like i'm trying to think of like what is it like what's something new that's not being done and i was like okay well no one's doing this for sure like i and i just i worked it around thought about it talked with uh saint tits who like i who i mentioned helps me edit and yeah, we kind of just worked it out, and now now it now it's like a it's a smooth machine, and it feels really good. And it's like I said, as soon as I started kind of getting in the top Tuesday, I remember I made my first like it was kind of like a progressional video. I had accidentally wiped some of my gear at Tom because I'm an idiot, so I did like a little it was like a little rebuild episode of me just doing a bunch of necks, and it did really well. And people like received it really well, and I was like, oh okay, I can make I can make other RuneScape videos too, and people will like them. Mm -hmm. So and then I just started like having different ideas flow to me. I have a I have a few different skit-based things I'm working on. They're like kind of like IRL. Um, I'm trying to create a video <clears throat> that is essentially like it's just an example. I'm trying to create a video which is the week in the life of like a casual RuneScape player, hmm. someone who plays the game like two hours a night. That's that's one that I think can be really good because there's just so many like heavy stereotypes for people who are like very casual and who are like active on Reddit. Uh -huh. That is uh, that's definitely like stuff like that. I think will do really well. And it's unique because there's not really many people doing stuff like that. The only person I've seen do stuff like that, and like he's somebody who's helped me a ton in content creation. He's one of my best friends. Is Tasty Life. Um, huge shout out to him. Like he's helped. He's I mean, as far as propelling me to like success and like having feedback, he is definitely one of like the top people. You know, that's my that's my boy. Everybody knows. Like he's he's great. And like he's he's done a few skits. I wish he would do more too. But like, I know. He did I'm like the uh, like. I'm sure you've seen it, like the ultra efficient, yeah, like pretty much the HLC player amazing. day in the life. Amazing Hilarious. video, yeah, incredible video, and just like me and him doing the uh, the fire cave thing at Best Buy, like I think there's a huge potential for crossover there, and like I'm try, I'm like I'm, I have a few like things in mind that I'm kind of like I'm kind of planning them out because like for videos like that, you, like you really got to put a lot of time and effort into like scripting it out. And you know, kind of like, uh, basically, you have to have a full a full script. I mean, you you have to for the mm -hmm. skit to be like well. And then you got to think about how you're gonna film it, the different because you have the IRL aspect. So it's a lot that goes into it. But I think if it's if I can do it right, it can really, really do some numbers and be successful. But I am blown away by the support for Top Tuesday. Like I, I had no idea what to expect. But I mean, yeah, some of the episodes for the size of my YouTube channel have done amazing. So like I'm extremely happy with it. And you know, I'm gonna continue to badger content creators that are way way above my size to come on you know i recently had uh 
Who did I recently have? I had recently had skill specs on. It's good a, a good uh, example. And that mm-hmm. episode's not out yet, but we recorded it. I had to, I I dude I stalked him. <laughs> I stalked him to get him on to come on the top Tuesday. I was, I was, he was just ignoring DMs, and then I just came <laughs> to do a stream one day. I was like, hey man, if you don't respond to my DMs, I'm gonna jump off the Ardone rooftops. And he was like, he's like, oh Joe, 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 I'm 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 the worst. I'm the worst. And then yeah, then we got it done. So you know that's somehow sometimes you gotta be persistent. No, that, you know, that, to that's get a, the big boys. That's exactly how my interaction with him went when I was trying to get him on the cast. Just like repeatedly just denying me and then i think somebody like i think i went into his chat and he realized like it just gets so awkward when you ignore dms like I'm, i've been on the opposite end as well where i'm ignoring dms and then i see somebody i'm like oh fuck like it's just <laughs> it, it, we all know like how that is you know when you're just like you've seen the dm you don't really know how to reply or you don't really want to reply and then you see each other in public or in like you know some twitch chat or something you're just like oh my god like this is so awkward yeah it's uncomfortable well- in regard to DMs, Jagex has made a huge mistake by adding me to the content creator Discord. Oh god. Now I have I have the DMs of all every every content creator <laughs> and you best believe I'm gonna use that resource. Good, good. Uh, there's good. a there's a lot of people in there who I'm about to probably badger and ask if they want to come on. But uh yeah, I'm surprised. Like I mean, I recently I asked like for example, a, a Mutz. Like I asked Mutz and he was like, Yeah, sure. And I was like, I was like, You sure you want to do that on your hardcore? And he's like, Yeah, I'm down. I'm like, Okay, all right, man, let's do it. Like Bro, so. can we just talk about the T Papa faked hardcore death? That that was that was such pristine acting, dude. I am not kidding. I actually thought he died. It felt really? so real. Yeah, it felt it was so well done. It was exactly how I would imagine both of you acting too, like genuinely. I think yeah, I think we're just on that. We're on that wavelength though. Yeah, like, that, that was about amazing. People who have helped propel me and consecration like T Papa, like T Papa, Tasty, like a lot. Of, like there's there's a few people who, who are in base who've definitely like those those are those are my guys. Those are people who I have like genuine loyalty towards and will do anything for. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely one that. of them. But yeah, I I feel like we're just on that. We, it, it, I, I didn't know how it was going to come across, but yeah, a lot of people think he actually died. Like, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. going to be pretty obvious, like he didn't. <laughs> it Bro. was a joke, but like there's a lot of people who thought he actually died. It was very well done. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, I believed it for like two full days until T Papa <laughs> literally raided me basically and was like, "Dude, I didn't die." And I'm like, "What?" Like, I was so confused. It was crazy. That's the funny thing about him is. I believe that's the second time he's faked his hardcore's death. That's become kind of a little thing because I saw Defy J. He faked his hardcore's death too. Like, I, honestly, I, th- I think it's fun. It's like, yeah, go no, for it. Like, straight up, that was awesome. Like, that's just actually a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you got to keep your community on their toes. But um, so yeah, I'm uh, go ahead. So how how often is Top Tuesday? Are you trying to do that once a week? Is it once a month? What, like how, like just whenever you can get a guest? Like how is that? Um, well, I took a break after the holidays uh, there or around the holidays there. I was just like, I'm going to take a break from this. And like, you know, I've, 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 I've had a good year. I, I met my YouTube goals, which last year when I started YouTube, I set the goal of by the end of the year, I would like to have 5,000 subs. And I thought that was a crazy goal. I was like, I'm probably not going to meet this, but I'm going to try my best. And I smashed it. I, I went well past that in under a year. Hell yeah. So I was like, okay, so this is great. So I'm going to take a break. But, uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much every week, every other week, I'm trying my best. It really depends on guests, like lining up guests. It depends on time. Um, but, uh, I'm trying my best to get one out at the worst every other week. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like these last couple weeks here. I've, I've done well, you know, I think my main goal is 
is I would like to, with YouTube, like consistency, like I talked about how important consistency is, a video every week. I would like to post a video every week. That's, mm. I think that's like the goal in my head. And I think I can post a quality video every week, given the time that I have people who can help me edit and just all, all the things together. Because I'm definitely, I know there's different styles of YouTube creation. Some people, they put a ton of effort into videos. They spend hours and hours and hours. And there's some people who just rip videos like every other day. And it's like less edited and there's not a lot going on. There's not too much going on there. And I get that the consumer likes both of those things. Like it just depends on what you like. Yep. And uh, I'm definitely more towards the uh, putting more time into quality. Not like crazy amount. Not like where I'm going to take like a month to make one video. But uh, I'm doing my best to where like I want to have a good thumbnail. I want to have a good title. Like I want to think think things through. And I feel like... A week gives me time to do that. That's really good. And it sounds like you actually enjoy that process because that's that's another like huge thing is you can't just make one super, super, super quality video, have your channel explode and then realize, oh, I don't actually enjoy doing this or I can't maintain this because that mm -hmm. you, you got to be all in. Like you got to find something sustainable enough that has high enough quality that you could consistently do because that's when you're going to really see the big growth. And yeah, once you once you get into it and you start seeing the growth and seeing the numbers, yeah, it gets it gets addicting. It gets mm -hmm. uh, it, you definitely kind of obsess over it a little bit, and, and especially seeing the growth. Because I was gonna say, like, in all my time doing content creation, the biggest growth I've seen in my Twitch channel, and like it's on the chart, is like I like Twitch channel. Like since I started doing YouTube, my Twitch channel has doubled in size, essentially doubled in size. And I'm not a big YouTube channel by mm -hmm. any means. Like I have six thousand, I have six thousand subs. Most of my videos are getting, I have a lot of videos that are getting five figure views, but I have 6,000 subs. And like, just off of that has like, is pretty much doubled this. I have so many people coming in, love Top Tuesday, love Top Tuesday, or love Based After Dark. Yep. Like the stuff I'm doing on YouTube has directly affected my Twitch stream more than just grinding on Twitch ever would. Oh yeah. It's so big. Like even, even when I first started YouTube, like I was just making the crappiest rambles, just talking like just without a face cam, just talking and people would start funneling into my stream and then when i started the podcast yeah it was just so many people would just come in drop a prime and be like i love your podcast i'm like bro like this it th yeah just spreading out over the internet and i've only spread myself out over to youtube i mean just imagine going to tiktok and everywhere else i don't actually mm -hmm. really i haven't really explored any of those options not really feeling it to be quite honest i try to avoid tiktok kind of stuff but at the same time you diversify your like avenues of you know um, content and uh, yeah, you'll end up getting a lot more viewers on Twitch just anywhere. So it's it all funnels in. It's really cool. Yeah, I've uh, it, it's been good. And then you know, I guess kind of in a way changing topics. Based after dark has definitely mm -hmm. helped with that as well. Um, yeah, let's it, hear we've about done it. a well. I mean, we've done a. I mean, we started out with based after dark. You know, kind of just a group of friends or whatever. And didn't really take it seriously, but we were being consistent. We were posting, we were uploading. And then, you know, long story short, started get. I remember it was funny. It was, we had you on. You, it was the first time you, you came on the Base After Dark podcast. That episode ripped like a thousand listens in like a, a few days. And we were like, holy fuck, this is crazy. <laughs> it's like, I don't think people understand either. It's like podcast, like if you get a thousand views on your podcast, that is insane. Like that is like top, top 0.111 percentile. I get is like views on a podcast are very different than like your standard YouTube video. Mm -hmm. It is much harder to get views, watch time, etc., on a podcast. Totally, there's ten, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts. Like your podcast 
is in the point one percent. Like, and so is ours. Like, it, it's like it's very rare. And like, you can see, you can look around. Like, I've done a lot of research on podcasts. There are hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. They're like at like episode four hundred, five hundred. And they're like averaging three, four hundred listeners, which is great. Like if you have passion for podcasting, that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. but like it is, it's a grind. And yeah. like, I know there's podcasts that have it took them like you know five, six years to get their big break. Like a lot, there's a lot of different like comedians podcasts that were just used to be something super small, and now it's like this huge show. Yep. But they fucking grinded for four or five years, and they and they did not podcasts. know that it was gonna get to that point. That's the important thing that people don't see is like. Nobody expects anything really when you start. You're just talking, and yeah, you're literally fucking. Just it's all like it's all like you're thinking from the beginning. <laughs> if I if only I grind this out for six years, then everything will be fine. So let's just stick it out. For six. Like you have no idea where this is gonna go. Like yeah, just gotta keep grinding. Uh, uh, Base Ever Dark was fully just a passion project that like, and then it was weird. We got in that point where it was like getting kind of serious and like. There are people like, you know, like I want to be on the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. So I feel like the issue, and not anymore, but this is the prior issue was, is we were trying to be like three different t- kinds of podcasts. Cause the only model that we knew in the RuneScape section that was successful is you and you, your style is you have a guest on, you interview them, you talk. It's definitely a more personal conversation, um, definitely a more serious tone. Us, we're a complete degenerates and we talk about a wide variety of topics. Um, not really RuneScape related either. Like we talk about RuneScape and we should talk even more about RuneScape, but now it's like, now we rarely talk about RuneScape. It's not really, it's not a RuneScape podcast. It's not meant to be a RuneScape podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just a podcast that has a bunch of RuneScape content creators on it. And like, obviously everybody knows what we do and most of the people who watch us do play RuneScape, but they're not there for us to discuss the fucking next update that's coming up. Mm-hmm. They're there to listen to, like listen about our lifestyle. Cause it, you know, that was the issue was, is like, we're trying to interview somebody we're also trying to be like this lifestyle comedic podcast. And then we're also trying to be a RuneScape podcast. We had all these different like elements like flowing around. And it was very apparent. Because like that that would work really good if a guest would come on who we vibe with, gel with really well. Like for example, you, it was seamless. Episodes are great. But if it was somebody else, like there's a lot of times where like we would just be like kind of going off on our tangents and kind of like building that like comedic, you know, like whatever bit it is we're working on. Yeah. And then the guests are just sitting there collecting dust. Like they're, they're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like yeah. looking around like, what are these people talking about? And then we got to like bring them back in. And like, I've, I feel like eventually we realized that. And I pretty much just did a deep dive and research podcast, like the formats are using. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of them, like they use Patreon to their like to their benefit. And yep. we've started doing that as in we do based after dark, our podcast. If you don't know what that is check it out. Consider if you want, uh, might not be for you. If you're, if you love, if you love RuneScape, if you love RuneScape, if you're here for the RuneScape podcast aspect might not be for you. I don't know. Go at least give it a go. Yeah. It'll be but, down in the description. So, uh, go, go check but, it out um, guys if you haven't. It is, uh, we start, we, we started doing essentially we do the main podcast, which is free available to anybody on YouTube. And then we would do a very like uncensored kind of a more free thinking, like just letting it fly Patreon podcast. It's a little bit shorter, but we post one of those every week to basically incentivize people to, you know, subscribe to our Patreon, which has worked out incredible. Cause like my thought process was, and like looking at other like people who are like, like when I was researching, I was watching videos of successful podcasts talking about, like what you should do and why you should do it is, you know, it really just came down to if you have a good product and people are listening to it, 
most of them will probably pay five bucks to listen to more of it, which just turned out to be true. We are over. We have over 200 patrons, which is insane to me. That is crazy wild. to me that over 200 people are paying to listen to me talk about dick jokes. So, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, obviously the product is there. Like we have a base viewership who really enjoy base after dark. And we appreciate all those people because we're going to take that money and because we don't like we don't even like really acknowledge the existence of that money. First off, that money pays us. First off, that money pays someone to manage base after dark. Like it is a blessing. It is insane that I show up to the podcast, record it, send it to somebody and everything's taken care of. I have to do nothing. I do nothing besides that. The point, the fact that we've gotten to that point, that we have a Jamie, essentially, if, if mm-hmm. most people want to re- realize that like reference because Joe Rogan's the biggest podcaster of all time, we essentially have a Jamie who balances everything, manages social media posts for us, and you got and like the pay, the patrons, you guys are paying for that that service, and then the other money we are going to take to make more content. For example, we here soon we're doing a meetup in Orlando, and the money that we have made from podcasting we're used we're using that money to get the place like where we're going to be saying like we're putting that towards that and we're going to film multiple podcasts there so essentially making taking money to make more content because like we don't i don't think any of us like we're not trying to like split that up and like take it as a like a paycheck like we want to like we want to do more so like that is kind of the goal is to use the patrons money to do more to further the podcast because i feel like like we've done a couple IRL podcasts, like in real life, and it's so cool. It feels uh, so official. It feels so good. And even though we've scuffed it the last couple times, the product has still been just really good. And like the views are so much better on that. I don't know what it is, why it is, but like people, if if you're sitting there on the couch talking and the camera's panning back and forth, I don't know what it is about that. But people, it just seems to like uptick the watch time of the podcast. I don't know why that is but totally. the, i mean the no, data is there yeah no i mean that just makes perfect sense i mean o- honestly in an optimal world like, like i was i was i think i was talking about this with ignoble like imagining if base after dark got large enough to the point where like this is actually not only paying for future podcasts and events that you guys are going to host but like on top of that it's actually paying your living like each of the hosts you know so i was just imagining like imagine Base After Dark now has a studio where you guys actually meet up. You all live within a few hours of the studio and you meet there once a week and actually have like a legit studio or like in person where you're talking and then you actually like fly out guests. Like how cool that would be. And that's a dream. Yeah, no, I mean, and and straight up, like it's such, it's, it's a much better product because you are vibing with energy because you're all actually in the same spot. It's so different. Like I, I'm in like the the caveman days of pure just audio. You guys that <laughs> are a little bit more advanced and like you know the the Iron Age, and then there's like the modern day age where like you're actually in a studio together. Like that's that is optimal, and that's honestly like I love watching really high production values of podcasts that are actually in studio it's it's amazing they're so much more engaging to watch throughout the whole thing 100 percent. i was gonna say maybe maybe for you maybe this is this is my pitch to you for mm-hmm. the say bay patreon because you have a patreon right i'm yeah. sure you have a, a few amount of supporters who yeah. really enjoy this podcast maybe maybe a patreon exclusive say bay like ramble maybe you sharing your thoughts maybe you maybe you putting out some opinions that you probably don't want to share publicly i don't know <laughs> Just a suggestion. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people here might might be keen to listen to that. That's not a bad idea. No, I'm I'm I am always thinking of like, okay, what can I do that 
isn't necessarily exclusive. I want it to be specifically be like extra because I've I've loved seeing what you guys have done, and obviously it has worked. Like over two hundred patron uh, patrons is insane, and like I've been pretty much plateaued for like two years of like around thirty ish patrons because I don't even really touch the platform much. It's literally just a way to support extra. But I've been thinking mainly inspired by you guys. I'm like, okay, I I gotta find something that. I would love to do. It doesn't feel like it's gatekeeping content because unlike your guys' podcast, I actually do have a guest on every single week. And the last thing I want to do is be like, hey, I want to get you on, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. chop up half of your podcast and throw it onto this like exclusive thing. Like it's just like what? Like yeah, no. No, that hundred yeah. percent. So so I have to find something where it's like everything is fully just public but on top of that you just have a little bit of extra and that a ramble type maybe like talking about the pot me talking about it afterward for several minutes or something like that something could be fun yeah like, that's a good idea you could kind of like a like a conclusion like your thoughts on the person you just interviewed like mm -hmm. how when etc maybe talk about runescape like i don't know you know i feel like there's a lot you can definitely do that could definitely incentivize people to you know support further by being a patron yeah. And honestly, shout out to Patreon. Like, it's a great, it's it's a great service because they're pretty much just they're giving us everything. They're not taking like some huge percentage. Yeah, they're really, yeah, it's it's a great platform. Um, and I've also thought about like maybe if I were to get like guests on twice, maybe I literally just ask the guest because like they already have an episode, and then be like, hey, this would be a Patreon exclusive, and you would get you know some of the the funding for like kind of like it's just so hard for me because i'm wondering like do i pay the guest to mm. have their episode privatized for a specific like it's just so awkward i'm like i don't even know how, yeah. I'm, how i'm supposed to go about that so I've, I've still been brainstorming but uh it's definitely something i want to like look into because it is important yeah i mean no i mean I, I feel like it's i feel like it's deserved i mean you're your podcast is huge. There's a ton of people who support, and I'm sure, like I said, you have a good product. So if you were incentivizing to further, I feel like people, a lot of people would be willing to support to pay for that. And yeah. they would be, you know, it would be validating for you as well, I'm sure. So you have like a weekly thing going on with Base After Dark. You have a weekly thing going on with Top Tuesday. You stream almost every day. Sound is that every day, or do you do you take a couple days off? No, I would say I stream on average four to six times a week. It just depends. Okay. Just depend. The length depends too. Um, but dude, it's it. I'm living the dream. I really am. I'm living the dream. Um, between Behemoth, Based After Dark, Based in general. Um, also shout out to Based After Dark. I know I just mentioned we have 200 patrons. Um. We're actually doing a live special in four days. That'll be the 24th uh, to celebrate having 200 patrons and to drop an entire merch line. So I'm also very excited about that. Sheesh. And okay. uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm living the dream, man. It, it's been great. Uh, Behemoth is, is is doing really well since we've taken over. That um, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about is Behemoth. Like, what is so? What is your role in that? Because it looks like Tasty is definitely having to do that every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tasty. But, Tasty yeah. is the host, but Tasty is—he's going to be the primary host. Mm -hmm. T Papa is the primary. Like when it comes to thumbnails, title ideas, um, and of course, just the process of gathering the clips, which is a process mm -hmm. <laughs> that takes a little bit, um, especially when you have so many DMs and so many people like throwing new clips, like deciding kind of. I mean, you're the, kind of the arbiter. You're deciding what's going on there. Yep. Um, also, you. We all, we we fully recognize we have we're essentially the news we're kind of the news and that we have power of influence like we fully recognize that 
and uh, you know, we're gonna try and make it to where T Papa doesn't, you know, feed his agenda too much. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's kind of the main. For the, I'm, I'm my main role is essentially the Phil guy. So if Tasty can't host, he feels bad. He needs a day off. He needs, you know, go to the spa, go to one of his fancy dinners. I'll come on and host because I've hosted probably I think six or seven times now. Not mm. six, maybe like five or six times now. And then same with T Papa. If he's busy, if he can't do his role, I'd do his role. Like, for example, these next three days, I'm actually feeling he's going out of town. I'm going to be the one doing the document. We call it the document, mm. which is essentially thumbnail. Uh, it's the, the thumbnail idea, the title, and then all the clips, which, like, I, in my opinion, that process takes longer than hosting. Yeah. Because, um, like, hosting, it's just kind of who you are. Because, like, t there's not many people that, like, Tasty can jump on there and knock it out in 30 minutes, but he's fucking Tasty. Like, he's been doing this shit for years. Yeah. He's made for this. Like, not everybody can just jump on there and rip it. Because, like, when I do it, it takes me even more time. Because I'm less, when it comes to, like, content creation, I'm less experienced than him. It takes me a bit longer. Mm -hmm. And also, the way I like it cut up is different. It's it's a whole process. But that's my role. And then also, I'm outside of that. Like, I'm, I'm like, my eyes are on the Discord. My eyes are on the social media. And then very soon here, I'm going to be rolling out uh, YouTube shorts for Behemoth, like a lot of them. So that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my function right now. Essentially, is just like I can do everything if I need to do it, and then I'm I'm trying to do things outside of the channel that grow the channel is kind of my main role, essentially. Okay. With and that's kind of their set roles. And of course, we also have Behemoth as well, who's still going to be involved going forward. Um, he doesn't have any part in the ownership of the channel anymore, but he is still going to be involved and still going to be hosting episodes and, and making like, you know, thumbnails and titles. Like he's, he does have, there's going to be some days where he's still doing it. Okay. Um, I think cause a, because he wants to, and B, because there's obviously still a large part of that audience that does really enjoy him. And we want to give people, you know, we want to give people the most we can. And like, that's definitely, we're doing that. That yeah. gives, and it gives some variety too. It's nice to mix it up. It's nice to have me on there every now and then. It's nice to have being with them. Like, I'm sure in the future, we'll think about throwing on other streamers. Like, that's something that I want to do too, is like have a, see if a streamer wants to come host. Cause it really is like, if you come on and you crush the host, it's good residual for you. Like, people, people can come check you out, you know? Like, Tasty already has a, you know, a very successful YouTube channel. But Behemoth has just grown him even further, you know, and given mm -hmm. him even more for sure. Like just the just the the fact of hosting it. So what? How? What is the competition sort of between you guys, Behemoth, and RS Chronicles? Like, do you guys notice some sort of like? Oh, we're destroying them. I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> so Sorry, they Kim. they they post every other day, correct? Is that is that how it goes? And then you guys post daily. Yeah, no, I mean he's a competition, you know. I, I mean, it is it is, is what it but, is. And but, like, but but I mean, here's the thing: is it actually competition, or is it literally just people just watch both of them? No, I, I view it as competition. I like okay. competition. I think competition. I think it. I think it breeds. You know, the cream rises to the top. I'm I'm all for competition. I'm all about it. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. we're gonna keep going. Like the machine is well oiled, and uh, you know. I'm, I'm going to be confident in our product and like my goal is to outdo anything they're doing over there because they're the competition yep. i mean it is what it is yep. i don't i kim q like personally i don't really know him i don't dislike him i have nothing against him but like that's the competition so you know i'm not going to speak highly of it <laughs> i mean it is what it is like we're, <laughs> we're, we're 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 here to win we're here to do the best we can do and like that, recognizing that as our competition like that's my mindset like okay. tasty might tell you something different but that's yeah. my when i look at it that's my mindset it is interesting because I, I mean, at least with me, like I, I'm subscribed to both channels 
I'll watch, like, I'm not a daily liker, you know, a daily watcher of any of them. I'll just, <laughs> no, I'll, that's fair. I'll pop that's in, fair. I'll watch a little bit, I'll see if I'm in it maybe, you know, just, you know, I'm so into myself, I just need to see if I have, I have a clip on there. But um, it, it's actually crazy, just the quality that, because I, I b- personally believe RS Chronicles, and this is obviously way before you guys took over Behemoth, but it's like, RS Chronicles came out and literally polished the shit out of a highlight channel. I'm just like, holy, f- like, this is this is quality like this is insane the edits are on point like this feels so much more quality than behemoth was at the time and then that obviously lifted up behemoth he had to try to start doing better and then yeah it's just it's really cool seeing how that come that sort of yeah that's what i'm saying is that's why i think competition is good is because like obviously be he he had full mark he was just he had monopoly there was nobody else yep. like they were like the bot clip channels but they weren't doing anything <laughs> like it wasn't like competition yep. Yep. and then yeah like i, I like kemp is a, he's a smart guy like you like you say what you want about him like i know there's people that don't like him but like you say what you want about him but like he's a smart guy he took he took he like he's like i'm gonna get in on this <laughs> like why why not i have mm-hmm. i have the means i have the capital like why would i not why would i not jump into this and yeah like you said he made very more refined product right and then that made behemoth be like oh shit like i gotta step it up you know and like that's good for everybody like i that's why like in general competition is good um like streaming i don't really view as a competition mindset because there's not really i don't feel like i'm i feel like i feel like in streaming we help each other more than we can like like, i don't think competition really is gonna like help us too much because like we're not i feel like every streamer is so unique we're not really doing the same thing so i like if you're live and I'm live, I don't feel like I'm competing with you because like what we're doing is completely different. Yeah, we're both streaming on the same platform, but it's like I feel like we can help each other more by like I don't know, like bringing each other up, collaborating and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like collaboration is big on that. But when it comes to like like a community channels, like for what it is, like yeah, like it's the same exact function. We're doing the same exact thing. So if there's other different community channels, yeah, that at that point, like it definitely the competition aspect comes in. So and like, so let, go let, I'm gonna kind of like move on to a tangent of uh, the competition between Twitch and Kick. So Kick is looks like they're coming with uh, they're coming back with a vengeance, trying to steal some uh, old school creators, <laughs> bring them over to Kick. So now, of course, Kick's been up for I don't even know like a couple years now at this point, maybe three, two, three. I, I don't know, but they've been. I feel like they had a surge where they were trying to take everybody. Um, over to kick and start, you know, really flexing the 95-5 split. But they're doing that again, and this is just happening right now. And I believe you're part of it. So can you explain kind of what's happening? What? How many creators oh, yeah. are moving? How many creators are actually <laughs> moving over to kick right now? Because I've, I've already started to see the tweets flood in of uh, people moving over. Um, so yeah, if you'll kind of explain a little bit of that. Yeah, I could definitely, uh, you know, take the take the stand here and talk about it. Um, yeah, so essentially, there are over 30 old school RuneScape content creators who are moving over to stream semi-exclusively on Kick, uh, Kick's website, Kick's platform. Um, it's, it's a lot. Uh, and I will also say that all the creators who are moving over, I would say pretty much all of them are people who are going to be like 100 plus CCV or they're all very established, well-established YouTubers. Some of mm-hmm. some of which are very well-established. Got some big boys coming to stream um, on, on, all, on, all, on all fronts, but over 30. Um, and of course, we already have some creators over there. I know Ginger Beardy was already over there. He recently went over there. Of course, Odeblock is over there. Uh, Soy Duro, um, one of the best hardcores in the game. He recently moved over there. Alfie's been over there as well. 
And I know that they've been kind of lonely over there. I've uh, I've heard the sentiment that, you know, yeah, like they they're happy they're getting paid, but like they're, you know, they're obviously they would like they would like some more people in the community. And they're about to get that. <laughs> so uh there's over thirty of us coming over. Uh from the base team, I'll speak on them. I'm not gonna speak on anybody else. I'll let them announce what they want to on their own. But uh, I've already asked people on base if they cared if I talked about it on the podcast. But um Mr. Nine Rain coming over. I believe he will be streaming there. Uh, Elisa will be streaming there. Uh, myself, Tasty Life will be streaming there as well. And Jesse will also be streaming there. And I believe that is it for... Oh, also, the return of Zoe Pancakes. Zoe Pancakes will also be returning. Oh, shit. She will be coming back to content creation. She is also signed with Kick because Kick, you know, getting into it. So essentially these contracts are structured in a way to where they're going to be... All the contracts are the same, right? Like, the base of the contract. The only difference of the contracts are maximum hours, minimum hours, and the pay, the rate, right? Mm -hmm. So, we are essentially being paid an hourly wage to stream there. So, if I stream on kick for five hours, I am paid, like, my basic, whatever my rate is, I'm paid for five hours that day. Mm-hmm. And there's a maximum amount of hours we can stream a month, and there's also a minimum hours a minimum amount of hours you can stream a month. For most people, there is no minimum, but some people I know do have a minimum. I'm not going to speak on people's contracts, of course, but like I know that that is kind of a thing. But it's insane to me, man. Like I said, I'm living the dream. I'm literally going to get paid a good hourly rate wage. I'm not going to disclose what I'm making, but it is a good <laughs> for the contractor my size. And I know what some of the big boards are getting paid, dude. It is insane what some of these people are getting paid. I'll say that. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> getting paid by the hour to play video games is crazy to me. And that's yep. what I was saying. If you would have told me, if you would have told me five years ago, when I was working for the government out in the field, you know, I, you know, working in law enforcement, if you'd have told me that I was going to be getting paid by the hour to play video games, I'm helping run one of the <laughs> running the RuneScape, uh, the biggest <laughs> RuneScape community channel, and I'm making YouTube videos. If you told me all this stuff, I would have told you you're fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's it's a lot. Um, but I'm I'm happy. I'm proud, and um, it's a huge opportunity. And the thing that really like moved me along to signing with Kick is like I know the risk, right? Yeah. What is what I is the risk the, for those that are like listening? I think the main risk with jumping over is just the fact that like you're gonna lose viewership because like mm -hmm. obviously, as far as viewership goes, Twitch the the uh, the RuneScape category on Twitch holds it holds the viewership. It's not even close. The only time that there's a lot of viewership on Kick section is when Odoblock is live. Because he typically has anywhere from three to five thousand viewers. Even over there, he does. Because you know, he is what he is. A lot of people that love Odoblock, a lot of people that don't like Odoblock. Say what you want about the guy; he's an insane entertainer. He's insane. He's 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 a grinder. He's insane. He's extremely entertaining. But he is what he is. He's over there. And um, yeah, so I think the thing that like pushed me to the finish line of signing was obviously like yeah, like the pay the pay is great, and like that's before. That's well before subs, um, donations, etc. And like I, I thought long and hard about it because what I've built on Twitch has taken me so long to get where I am, man. And like I really had to think hard about it. But I also know that my stream, me, it's all community driven. I know that I have a strong community, and I know that a lot of them know me, and they know that what I am doing is best for me. Like they they know that like. I feel like they can believe that I, I like I'm doing what's best for me, and I genuinely think I am. 
mm-hmm. by going over. But what really pushed me to get there was the fact that over 30 creators are also coming with me. Because I feel like it would feel a lot more terrifying just to jump over there by myself. It yeah. really would. Yep. But like having this like wide variety of like established content creators who are also jumping over with me, who a lot of them you guys might be surprised of. We got some big boys coming over. People who are people who like uh, supersede me as a content creator times two, three, four. You know, so I'm uh, I'm excited because I know that with with the base principle of that is that with all these people coming over, I know there's going to be viewership in that section at all times because we're going to have all these different people who are going to be live and people are going to be streaming too because what's the incentive you're getting paid by the hour so you best fucking believe people are going to be live as long as they can be live yep um and uh, and and part of this contract is you still stream on twitch and you still can stream on twitch but in order to even start the kickstream you literally must start on twitch correct yes so everybody will still be streaming on Twitch. Like my thing is I'm probably going to stream on Twitch anywhere from 30 minutes to like an hour-ish every day. Kind of say hi, say hello to everybody, what's up, do a little bit of content, and then jump over. Like that's that's kind of be my approach. And it's just a good way to let people know too. People are, you know, because not everybody knows. Not everybody looks at my mm-hmm. Discord. Not everybody looks at my Twitter. There's people who just watch Twitch and are like very casual, but maybe they're a subscriber. Maybe they're a 15 months. Because I have, I have tons of... Tons of 20, 30, 40-month subscribers who have stayed subscribed to my stream and continued to support me. And, you know, I think a lot of those people will come over. And just, just with all the different people coming over, like, even if, like, I'm your second favorite streamer, you know, Tasty might be your favorite streamer. So you're going to come over for him. Mm-hmm. So that just gives you the base service of you being on that website. Um, there's definitely There's definitely some risk, though. And, like, I know that there's some people who have a lot of negative reservations about Kick. Uh, due to the fact that they're owned by Stake, which is a massive gambling corporation. Um, but for me, like, just me, this is my opinion, like, me, ethically, morally, I don't really see a distinction between Stake or Amazon. Amazon owns Twitch, right? I realize that there is bad things going on within both of those companies. Like, I, like I'm not trying to stand on a moral high ground with either of them. That's why I feel like I'm doing what's best for me like i'm not like i'm not making the decision based off like basically who i'm working for essentially because mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of bad shit going on on both sides of that like there's plenty of things to pick from if you want to go through the list but i'm not here to do that i'm just saying like i don't really have like a moral dilemma when it comes to those two that's me some people yeah. might i respect it like that's your opinion to me i don't um so then it just comes down to like what like what is best for me and I think it really is, and I do believe this. I do believe who the staff over a kick, they genuinely care about paying streamers. They clearly want to pay streamers. There's no question about that, you know. Like, and like you can say, well, where's the money coming from? But like Amazon, Amazon has just as much money at stake. Like it's no secret that Amazon is one of the biggest. It's the biggest web service there is. Like they're making billions and billions of dollars, and they still are taking half the sub revenue from streamers over there. Um, and on kick, yeah, the split is 95.5. If you subscribe to me on kick, I get 95% of your subscription. And I do know that when I do start streaming there, when someone does subscribe, that's going to feel really fucking good knowing that I am, you're getting your money's worth of supporting me and I am getting it as well. Yep. Uh, because like, I don't know if you ever feel that, but when people subscribe to you on Twitch, like, I don't know, like I feel, I appreciate it a hundred percent, but I always think about it. I always think about, damn. Like I'm like, damn, they're taking they're taking half of this. They're taking forty percent of this. Yeah. No, like, I'm I, like 
And and I think honestly, ha- I would probably bet that partner plus wouldn't have even been a thing if it wasn't for kick. Like who oh, knows? Not. I don't I don't know like all the logistics on that, but like just the fact that kick exists makes me happy because there's at least some competition going mm-hmm. on so twitch can't just do whatever the hell they want at all times and be totally fine I, with it i'm grateful for twitch i love the platform i think like as far as ui goes chat all that stuff like they're the best like there's mm-hmm. no they're better I, I think it's better than kick i think kick will get there it's a very new website like think about when twitch was made how how bad yep. it was you yep. know what i mean like, it's going to take some time. I get that. But if I can be on the right side of history here, I would love to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, like, I appreciate Twitch. I think Twitch, like, when it comes to they've, like, updated their partner plus where they're going to do 60-40, 70-30. Like, I think they're taking a step in the right direction. Yeah. I truly do. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, it, people are talking about, like, kick is going to just, you know, it's going to disappear. But the thing is, is, like, steak can run the kick at a loss for 10 decades and like nothing will happen. Like it's not going to, it's not going to affect their bottom line. If you look at how much money stake is pulling in, especially considering like the staff they have there, which is very minimal is insane. I mean, they're making hundreds of billions of dollars in the net, in the, in the green. Like it's like they can run kick as long as they want at a loss. Like it's, it's really just up to them what they want to do. Um, but you know, I, I do think they can come a point to where, Kick takes over. Like, they just need to... There's, like... The base is there. Because, it, it, essentially, it's green Twitch. It's it's green Twitch. Like, if you look at the the interface, the UI, it's it's green Twitch. That's what it is. And I think there's a few... Like, they need to add a couple API things for bots. And they need to add, like, you know, your functions. Like, they need a channel point system, obviously. Um, they probably need to, like, do some incentivized stuff, maybe. Like, for example, Twitch's hype train. Like, stuff like that. Yep. Um, but outside of that though, it's just green Twitch. Like they're, they're lacking a couple of things, but it's pretty, like I've been over there. Like, you know, I've been over there, obviously like I'm signing a contract to stream at this place. So mm-hmm. I've gone over and looked at streams, looked at the chats. Um, what, all what the moderation, ex- go, ahead, so, go ahead. What exactly happens with like, I don't know if Twitch cares at all. Like I know when, um, or at least I believe when like shroud and Ninja went over to mixer back before that went bankrupt, just, um, or it didn't go bankrupt, but it just it just quit the service. Um, they like lost their partner badge, right? But that's not the same thing that's happening here. Like you keep your Twitch partner badge, right? No, because the new partner agreement is is you can stream anywhere you want. If you okay. if you're not signed to an exclusive Twitch deal, if even if you're a partner, you can go stream wherever you want. You just can't multi-stream. I can't like if if like you for example, you cannot multi-stream on Kick. Yeah. And Twitch as a Twitch partner. But if you wanted to just go over and stream on Kick one day, you can. It's not exclusive. I see. I see. Yes. I was but wondering I, I if do the, think... Okay, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's, okay. that, that was, it was mainly my question just regarding Kick. Because I know you can do it already with YouTube and Twitch. You can stream at the same time mm-hmm. um, and still be a partner. So I was just wondering what, what was the deal with Kick or not. So, But I think I think Kick has that... Uh, is it Twitch that has the problem, or is it Kick that has the problem that you can't stream on Kick and Twitch at the same time? It's just Twitch. If you, it's literally just Twitch. And I know during my contract with Kick, I cannot stream on both at the same time. Okay, I cannot. Or I, I or I probably. Uh, I mean, it would just be exploited because people are just going to. If that was the case, if we could do that, then obviously most people are just going to do both. 
and not care about kick. They're just going to take their hourly rate there and not even interact with it. Like that would that's probably what you would do. You would just be stealing. You'd be stealing money from kick at that point. Essentially, you would. That would be, unless they like wrote. Yeah, it would just have been on the contract. Okay, but, interesting. But uh, so I know the, that the these these contracts last just a few months. Um, what do yes, you? I'm, what do you anticipate happening? Like, is this something where they're they're just trying to grab you, or is this going to be a consistent pay? Like, so you can extend it afterward. Like, are, I don't know how much you're allowed to like disclose from the agreement or whatever. Um, but like, I think so. My contract is four months. I'm going to be there for four months, and mm -hmm. basically the way I'm approaching it is I'm going to give them all. I'm going to give them my best. They're paying me an hourly rate to stream on their service, so I'm mm -hmm. going to fucking give it my all, just like I do on Twitch. I'm going to put everything I can into it, and then some. Um, you know, I probably will probably even more so, you know, like mm -hmm. I want it to succeed. I would love for kick to become a viable place. I would love for communities to migrate there because at the, at the end of the day, in my opinion, kick is paying you better. And like, you know, unless you have some moral high ground of where you just like cannot condone that kick is owned by stake, like it's just a better deal. It's a better deal for streamers. Especially if the, if the chat is basically the same, the community is the same. I think it's it's best for it's just best for streamers, and it now, will and if as a viewer, if you really want to support a streamer and you want them to continue streaming, it will allow them to do that because I feel like the issue is with streaming is and I and, and I've seen it is like streamers come, they grow, they blow up, and then you know they slowly like they do the you know quote unquote full time and they slowly realize that they just are not going to be able to make enough money. Like you might make enough money to survive, but are you gonna be able to save? Are you gonna be able to like plan for your future? Mm -hmm. No, no fucking way, man. Not at not at this level. It's just not happening. That's the main reason why before I like decided to send it full time, I wanted something solid on the side that was gonna cover my basic needs. And that's when I that's why I decided to do that. Cause like even if you're doing like even, like for example, even if you have a thousand subs every month on Twitch, like most places in America, it's still going to be tough to make it. Like, you can make it. Don't get me wrong. You can make it. But are you going to be, like, saving and, have, like, making real money to where you can, like, invest in things and, like, plan for your future? Probably not, you know? So it's – uh, but, like, if you if you flip that around, because, like, for example, say you have a 1,000 subs on Twitch. Twitch is taking a half of each one of those subs, unless you have Partner Plus or unless you have – uh, well, they're doing the new thing that's 60-40, which is going to be pretty easily attainable. Mm -hmm. But even then, like – Essentially, if you if you flip flip that around and it's kick, you're making double. It's double the amount, double, which is a big difference. You know, that's that's a uh, that's another couple extra thousand dollars that you can use to invest or put into savings or have an emergency fund or whatever. You know, like it really allows streamers to like take, I guess, take it more seriously. And I think the whole like hourly rate thing is another way to like feel secure. Like you know your baseline you know what you have yeah. you know for a fact what you are going to make and like it's like i was talking about you know zoe and i'm sure she doesn't mind me sharing the reason she stepped away from content creation was is because she couldn't afford to do it anymore she couldn't afford it she loves streaming she loves content creation and simply streaming on twitch was not enough to support like the lifestyle and the things she wanted to do in her life yep and kick is giving an opportunity to where you have a baseline of money that you're guaranteed for hours worked and that is what is you know giving her the ability to come back and, and start streaming again so i mean it's it's uh i feel like it's it's big for a lot of people so, and especially streamers around our size like even like me you and around our size it, mm -hmm. it gives us the ability to make like like taking away anything outside of like content creation it gives you the ability to make real money where you can make real life decisions 
So I have like three questions. Um, one is, does Kick pay you for ads or do they take all the ad revenue? And, and are there even ads being put on your stream? Well, at, on Kik? I was going to say, the good thing about Kick right now is currently, uh, you know, maybe this is advertising for us Kick streamers, but there are currently no ads right on the website. Even if you're not subscribed, you have to watch zero ads. There are zero ads wow. at the moment. On a single ad is ran. Yep. That's crazy. Okay, so there's no ads now. Is it? Is so I know they have a gifted sub thing. Are there such thing as bits and other things like that, or is it? How does I that? I believe work there's there? something called kicks. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's something called kicks <laughs> donation. And of course, yeah, subs, gifted subs. It's exactly the same as Twitch. Okay. When it comes to subscribe, subscribing and, and gifting subs. Other. So the last question then is: Do you think Twitch will start? paying their career because one of the cool so. <laughs> one of the cool things that twitch has that is nice as a partner is you're paid for the ads that are ran on your stream so you do get kind of an hourly rate it's probably nowhere near what the contracts are on kick but depending on how many viewers you pull you can you know pump up your revenue hourly just by running ads but yes so um yeah do you th i don't know i'm just i'm curious like do you think that twitch might start going down that route of like paying create because i don't feel like they have any incentive to do that i mean they're, they're clearly the kings on top so they don't they don't need to do any of that they're, no they're, i uh, i don't i think we're way far off okay. from twitch paying creators <laughs> to to stream there like uh, genuinely i do think that but i think that I, I i think kick is going through right now and yeah they're essentially scalping like creators that they want from each section and they're bringing they're bringing them over and like as far as a contract goes yeah at the end of four months if things are going well like i'll resign like i'll re-up and i know this too is like shout to crusader because all these creators that are coming over has been done through crusader um you've had mason on here before mm -hmm. shout out to him like he they've worked their ass off to make this happen and uh, I know that they've essentially negotiated to where Kick cannot offer us less. They can't offer us if they want to re if they want to re up the contract. They cannot offer us less. It has mm. to be the same or more. I know that is. I know that is like that is that is essentially what is happening with that. So that's. I think that's a really good thing because essentially, like you can re up and get what you got before, or you can get more depending on how you perform. Because if you perform really well and you grow a bunch. Obviously, yeah, like they're probably going to be more inclined to keep you around and they're probably going to pay want to pay you more. Yep. So, you know, like you can you can essentially get a raise based off your performance. <laughs> so, like that's cool. That's, um that's crazy. Yeah, and I think that they've made it really clear like talking to staff and like they're not going anywhere. They have no plans of going anywhere. They have it's it's very like worse we're on we're on the look like we're we're coming like mm -hmm. that is like the that's the mindset and kind of like what I'm getting from from their staff they're not gonna lay down to Twitch they're gonna continue to just rip it because they can and like I said they could run that company at a loss as long as they want I mean it's it just I don't know so crazy times dude damn yeah we'll we'll see 30 creators out coming over and you've only just said the few that are in base that are coming over there's some other big ones um what do you think will happen to the twitch cat because i'm just thinking now because i'm staying on twitch so i'm just wondering like is this you know some like the mass migration over to a different platform i wonder if this is gonna I, be like a benefit to the people that stay but as i think it's a benefit i think i genuinely think for those who do not come over because there are a lot of people who are offered who said no mm -hmm. um 
I think uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a net positive for all you guys, hundred percent. And I hope it is because say say for example, say things do go really well for all of us on kick, and like the viewership maintains, and we're all doing well, and we all decide to stay there. Mm-hmm. All of your guys' numbers are going to go up. So if kick approaches you, they're going to offer you more money. They're they're going to want to pay you more to come over. True. They're going to incentivize you even more. So I think it's good. And I hope all you guys double, triple, whatever it may be. I hope you guys blow up, you know? It is what it is. And that's the thing, too. That's another reason why I decided to accept it. Because, like, if they would have came to me and it was, like, a year contract or, like, even six months, eight months, I'd have been like, okay, you're going to have to pay more, you know? But four mm-hmm. months is, like, a, I feel like it's, like, a very nice, like, trial run. Yep. And, like, if it does go bad, like, I'm, I'm, I'll come back, you know? Like, yep. I'm just going to come back. But I do think also at the end of the day that switching over to kick is going to benefit people who have really like strong community base. Like, yes, like I'm not going to, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not speaking down upon other streamers when I say this, but like, there's a clear distinction in the runescape like category. There are street, like you're, for example, your content streamers, the guys who are playing the game at extremely high level they have less of a community vibe. There's a lot of people there for the basic service of watching them play the game at said high level. They're not really there for that community aspect, if that makes sense. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's just their style of streaming. But a lot of people who are coming over have a very community-centric stream where it's about the community and it's about, I guess, the the, inter- the entertainment value of the streamer like themselves, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, if that makes sense. Is there so, is there uh, a kick con? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to RuneFest. We can. We, I'm I'm stoked about RuneFest. Yeah. I can't wait to go. I feel like us Dude, going I'm to RuneFest. So excited. I feel like we're like because like you've been at TwitchCon. Yeah. And like it's just like that was it's the not best. for us. It's not for us. Yeah. Like, no, Twitch, like Twitch. I regret. I genuinely regret having paid for TwitchCon tickets. <laughs> Like straight up, straight up, because I went there for like maybe two hours, and yeah. I was just walking around. I'm like, I have literally no interest in any of these conventions. Like any little tent yeah. that's set it's up, just, I just don't care. It's just TwitchCon is just like it. It does give you perspective of how big, like I guess you could say, the Twitchverse is. True, true. Like, yeah. Runescape is a speck of dust. If you have like a globe, right? Runescape's a speck of dust totally. on the Twitch globe. Like yeah. it's just it's like it's. There's barely any people there who are like from the RuneScape community. If you like, if you're taking in like the totality of it, like of yeah. all the people who are there, like it's it's very clearly aimed at like just chatting audience essentially. Like that's the biggest audience on Twitch, mm-hmm. and like that's most of the people there. And they're also most of the people there are there to see like the huge name brand game streamers plus the huge just chatting like lifestyle streamers. Like yeah. they're there for them. Like that's they're the ones with the meetups. They're the ones who have their faces plastered everywhere. Like that's really what it's about. Yeah. Um, I feel like TwitchCon is just, was just an excuse for RuneScape players to have a meetup because RuneFest was not happening. Yep, yeah, and literally. RuneFest is going to be sick because like there's obviously a huge player base in the United Kingdom, so they're all going to be there. And like I feel like we can go there and feel like somebody. Like it'll be nice to be like yeah. it's definitely going to be validating <laughs> and a recognition thing because all the people there play RuneScape and love RuneScape. So more than likely, you're going to have a good amount of people there who are probably a fan of you knowing like what the service you provide. Like I'm sure there's going to be tons of people like, oh, I love your podcast. Oh, XY is like, it'd be sick to meet all these people. Dude, it is so fun meeting people in the flesh. Like, just, I mean, TwitchCon was mainly just meeting a bunch of creators. There were obviously viewers there that were 
you know, that you get to meet and you're like, oh, you're this guy from Twitch, you know, whatever. But yeah, RuneFest is going to be something entirely different. I'm very, very, very excited. And it'll be my first time across the sea too, so. It will be the first time I've ever been to the United Kingdom, but I believe I'm going to come like, because like, I'm going to make a trip out of it. Like if I'm going to fly across the country, like I'm mm -hmm. not coming for a weekend, I'm probably going to come early, go to London, do London for a few things. Take the train to Birmingham, you know, fucking get on the, you know, the two hour train, go down to Birmingham. Hopefully you don't get stabbed. Uh, <laughs> go there and then maybe go somewhere after that. I'm not sure, but that's, I'm definitely going to at least get a week out of it or so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Let's, let's, uh, let's head over to this, uh, Twitter thread and, uh, there's some <laughs> okay. Now I'm just going to st straight up say, like, I knew what I was getting myself into by posting this Twitter thread. Like you're just, you're just going to get so much <laughs> garbage on in the, in the comments, but it's fine. So I'm going to kind of pick, yeah. I'm going to pick through the shit and just try to find some. I was going to tell you like, like knowing me, like who I am <laughs> community. Like I know there's so many, just like, especially cause I've been on here before. Like people know me, yeah. Yeah. So I knew there's going to be a bunch of like a stu <laughs> stupid post on there. But yeah. uh, there are some decent ones. I look, there's some decent ones. Too. Yeah, there, there are. Scotty asks, he has two questions. What do you think is the most valuable attribute you have gained from content creation? One of two. Ooh, that is, uh, that's tough. Cause like, I feel like coming into content creation, I already had a good base of discipline just from, you know, I'll take my own horn. I've been working my, I've been working since I was fucking 10. I've always worked um family's always been big on work 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 you know so uh i would say I, I guess um i guess it's been good for me socially like i feel like interacting with people it's helped me i guess interact with people on a like on a uh i guess i guess be more empathetic more like sensitized to what people are saying because i've always just been so like i guess sometimes a little too blunt <laughs> i still am a very blunt person but I guess through content creation, I've realized that, you know, some people, uh, some people, they don't communicate the same way. So just being like opened up to so many different types of people has definitely like helped me kind of restructure the way I address people, talk to people in a way that is more like conducive for me, um, just in my personal life and business, et cetera, et cetera. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing. It's like, it's added to me as a, uh, as a human, as a man. It's opened me up to so many like hobbies and different things too, because like, yeah, like, like I said, for years, man, I was just grinding. I was just work, come home or work, go to the gym, come home, sleep, work, go to the gym. <laughs> I was just like, I was really in it. Like, that's just how it was very like low maintenance, wearing the same socks for like two or three years. I just was very, <laughs> um, like literally these last couple of years have been the first time in my life. I have like spent significant amounts of money like on myself like treated myself because i've just i've just been in that man i got like working 50 60 70 hours a week like that was that was just what i i enjoyed it that's what i wanted to do i'd do that and then i'd stream i do that stream workout sleep every now and then i go see some friends you know do the family obligations all that family is important to me mm -hmm. but i mean yeah that's why i said like the biggest shock from like moving towards content creation full-time was just all that time I just freed up 50 to 70 hours a week, basically. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, should I play video games? Should I just do nothing? Cause, and that was part of it is, uh, I think it will lead to the next, what's the next, I think I remember that question. What's the, the next one? The next one's, uh, fitness goals. Yeah. So I feel like that's a great segue is because 
yeah, I had all this free time and like, I just was like, you know what? Maybe I, I kind of started enjoying myself a bit, you know? I was working out less, doing more, eating foods that are not good for me. Kind of, uh, kind of enjoying, you know, the fruits of the labor type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was about, it was right after TwitchCon. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm getting a little fat. <laughs> I was like looking at myself, looking at pictures of myself, and I was like, it's time to, it's time to come back. It's time to put the nose down and uh, get back to like, you know, kind of grinding a bit more, especially in regard to like fitness, because I was still doing a lot of like work, like consecration wise, and like. I struggle with calling it work just because I've worked a very difficult, demanding job. So like listening to content creators complain about the difficulties of creating content <laughs> is just like, you know, I try not to be an asshole, but I'm like, come on, man. Like you have, you have a made. Like this is make no mistake. And like, I tell that like in general, content creators are lazy. Um, I'm sure you can agree to that. Yep. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm like, I don't feel bad for anybody who's a content creator. I really don't. It's yeah. a, it is a privilege. It is a blessing to be in this position. And if you think anything, otherwise you are just, you're just, you're ignorant. You have no idea what's going on out there in the real world. Yeah. It is. People are working their fucking ass off. They're killing themselves working. I mean, we're, we're very lucky. And, uh, if you're a content creator and you're listening to this, you need to realize that you really do. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm blessed to have at least, you know, def definitely to no extent of some people that have really suffered in the work field. But like just where I just remember the job I had at this metal factory. Oh, God. For a few months <laughs> like that. that when I, <laughs> when, I think, when I think back to getting paid 10 bucks an hour working at this fucking <laughs> shithole and just I mean, I, I was literally poisoning myself with this metal particles in the air. I, I, would, I would I would come back home from a 10 hour shift and blow my nose and black was like black dirt and grime yep. was coming out of my nose and my my fingers had micro cuts on them. And I just am looking forward to this paycheck of a few hundred dollars every couple weeks. Yep. I'm like, Jesus. That's reality, yeah. man. That's reality for it's, a lot of people. There's a lot of people who yeah. are working manual labor jobs and they're not doing it because they want to. They're doing it because like a lot of those jobs nowadays are paying better because nobody wants nobody wants to fucking do it. Everybody yep. wants to work from home. Like working from home sounds great. You don't want to mm -hmm. fucking go work in a metal factory. But uh yeah, man, it's uh I'm blessed. I truly am like humbled and blessed. That's why like it's I'm so taken back with the fact like the whole kick thing we just talked about, like that I'm gonna get paid crazy. hourly to play video games. Crazy. It's just a crazy revelation to me. And then that it's even possible. And I'm just I'm really just blessed. Yeah. But um, uh, so you say okay, so did did going full time content creation lead to like unhealthier habits in regards to like nutrition and just working out less or something? Or like how how did that it, affect you and yes, like what are your current goals with it i think it was the motivation because in my prior line of work being in shape could possibly save my life like it had mm. like real crossover like being in shape going to jujitsu training like all that stuff like had like you know i'd wake up i'd run two miles like i was you know on the fucking you know giga chad grind set whatever the fuck you want to call it like just going as hard as i could pushing my body like i was in terminator shape like i could fucking run i could fight I could, I was heavy, I was big, like, I was more than confident in myself, like, with most average Joes, if I had some type of confrontation or thing I needed to handle, mm -hmm. but, like, I, I, yeah, after, yeah, like I'm saying, I'm sitting there staring at the wall, like, damn, I have all this time now, like, what, what am I gonna do? It's like, like, do I need to be in tip-top shape to be a content creator? Obviously not, no, this is, like, one of the, like, it's, like, that's, like, the lowest requirement is, like, physical health, physical, like, when you look at, like, the, the totem pole, <laughs> of like things you need as a content creator, like your physical fitness is 
very low on that list. <laughs> so I think it started as like I'm just gonna kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy like I'm gonna kinda, I was just I find like kind of a I was I was still like working out I was still like eating healthy here and there but like I was like you know I was throwing in like big like like gluttonous meals and slacking off in the gym for sure and yeah I was pushing at TwitchCon I was like pushing 260 like 260 pounds like I was in shape I was big and strong still because I was still working out but there's just a lot of little things I wasn't doing I wasn't I wasn't like cardio centric as much I wasn't doing as much cardio I was uh, the calories were were way more than they needed to be the quality of food wasn't probably as good as it could have been like mm -hmm. things had like faded away and like after that I was like okay like I've had the big TwitchCon I've had like the last few months I've been really like enjoying like it's time to cut back it's time to grind and like in regard to fitness goals like those have been my fitness goals for this year I wanted to do a cut until about like April and see where I'm at. But like right now I'm at when I weighed the other day, I was 239 pounds. So I've, Damn. I've cut off about 20 pounds since I, I started in, when was TwitchCon? October second week. So I started at the, right at the end of October there. I got deathly ill after TwitchCon. Yep. Same <laughs> as, as a lot of people did. And, uh, that was a dude, that's the first time I've been sick to where like, I didn't want to get out of bed. Bro, Usually like I'm same. sick. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was fucked up. Like I, I literally had to, I had to call my mom and I'm like, my mom, can you give me some fucking NyQuil? Like I, I'm actually just like, <laughs> I'm straight up. Like I don't want to get out of bed. I, I, w I had, I didn't have anything. Like I didn't have ibuprofen or anything in my house. Cause I had just hadn't been sick for years and I'd moved to a different apartment. And I was like, I'm good, bro. I, I had the most pulsing throbbing headache. My, I, my temperature was like 103. I'm just laying in bed. I'm like, I, I'm drenched in sweat too. Just like, Oh my god, it was just the fucking worst thing ever. So uh, yeah, I, I was I was there with you guys because I, I remember listening yeah. to the base after dark episodes. Like every single person got sick. <laughs> it was like, like it was like one day dying. after the trip too. It was like everyone got sick. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like the next couple of months, I feel like Tasty was sick like four times. Like he just like couldn't like beat the fucking like he always sounded like he had a cold. He always sounded like he just woke up. Like he's sick for like for months. It really uh yeah that shit that shit slapped me. But here's the thing. Yeah. I was barely eating during it. And, like I had like dropped it like just like oh, yeah. water weight wise. And like eat, I dropped a few pounds. I was like, you know what? This is a great start. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is a great start <laughs> yeah. to the cut. I'm like, I'm already already got a little head start here. <laughs> so that's like it's... that was like the beginning of uh like starting the cutting. And like, dude, for I think it was like December and like most of January, yeah. I was like going, especially December. Like December, I went crazy hard. Like I was really okay. like November, December, I really was. I was uh, on two thousand. 2,000 calories, like trying to get a what big caloric fuck? deficit to That's... really just to really Bro, just cut down. Bro, when you're 260 and you're eating 2,000 calories, like how are you not like in <laughs> – how can you even like function? Like and Some things was really tough, but like mainly just like caffeine I think is the main thing that pushed me through that. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, I was definitely in between like two, 2,000, 2,500, like for like a good month. I was at like a really – and I like I really was dropping weight fast. And then I moved back. Like right now I'm probably – I'm probably like it's like between, I try and stand to three thousand for the day. Then like I'm yeah, a bigger yeah. guy, but that's still pretty low for me. So what? Um, what's like your like ultimate goal weight? Like you think you would thrive in that you would look good, feel good, and you'd want to maintain? I think like two two thirty two like two twenty five two thirty is like perfect for me. I feel like I, it's like it's optimal for my health, optimal for how I look. Like I look good. Like I'm not trying to like fucking be a bodybuilder. Like I'm. I'm not trying to have like huge muscles, etc. Like I know, like I know genetically, I'm most blessed with my legs. Like people know me for having like the big leg, like big thighs. Yep, yep. Specifically the thigh board. Like I know I have big thighs. Um, and like, I bet that's, those that's like totally shrink down on these cuts, right? Like in comparison well, to how like, big they can get. 
Yeah, for sure. But it's like I also get the cuts though. Like I get That's true. it's more the like veins defined yeah. veins, vascularity, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, yeah, like I've always like I, like, I'm never going to do steroids. I've always wanted to do steroids just to see, like, where I could get. Like, that's all Like, <laughs> I just wish I could big, see, dude. like, I like I just wish I could see, like, what I could get to. Like, how how far I could, like, if I just had, like, if I could reverse time, like, if I could, like, just rip anything I wanted to for, like, three years and just, I just want to see, like, the type of physique I could, like, obtain. Because, uh, like, yeah, like, they say, like, like, if you have a good base for something, like, when you when you jump on, like, it really, like, it really shows, like, where your, like, strong points are. So, there's, so. like, this, there's, like, this saying, like, when you start working out, when you start getting big, you will forever feel small. Have, did you ever, like, struggle with that when you, I mean, it seems like since you were a kid, yes, I mean, you'd always think, been pumping weight. Well, yeah, I started working out um, when I was... 14 14 years old because of football okay. so that's like when like usually like american football like when you hit high school that's when you actually start doing like weightlifting. i know nowadays they're training kids earlier but not doing like weights they're kind of just getting them ready to do weights essentially mm -hmm. like doing movements and stuff with body weight to get them ready for like actual weights um because like one of the greatest tools in the world is the simple push-up yes. the simple push-up is one of the greatest exercises of all time like you know say what you want about it but do 100 push-ups tell me how you feel I don't care what like shape you're in, like you're gonna feel it, you know. Like it's uh, it's it's incredible. But off of that tangent, I was, I started working out. When I was 14, and I never really was working out for physique because like for football, it's just strength training. It's all the Olympic lifts, um, like all strength centric, low, uh, low low reps, high like high high sets, low reps. Um, you're like trying to push towards, you know, you're trying to max, you're trying to peak, you're trying to. You're just trying to get stronger. That's the main goal. You're not trying to like build like some crazy physique. Um, like in the process, you are building a physique, but it's just not one that's for aesthetic. It's just for pure strength, power, etc. So that's kind of the base. And then you know, after I got out of that, obviously, like I got older. Like I started working out, like doing you know, physique centric stuff. Like I never done like football. We never did curls. Like we're not fucking. No one's doing curls. Like. Like that was one of the things. Like I had like no biceps at all. Like I just had these big chest, like shoulders, like big like triceps, which is like no biceps. It's just like we never work on biceps. It's not yeah. really like a, a like a centric muscle group that you're really using in football very much. Mm -hmm. um, like I mean, like I, they were like small, but like not really developed. And like I just started doing a lot of physique based stuff. But I think um, I, th I think like the two thirties like is kind of like ideal for me, but. As far as what you're saying, you said if I felt like I've never been big enough. Is that the yeah, question? like it, it's basically like just that saying where you will never be big enough. Like so, like even like you kind of just imagining getting on steroids or something. Like, would there ever yeah. even be a point where you felt like, okay, I'm big enough now, or is it just never? Yeah, ending? no, because no, I feel like it's never ending for people <laughs> who like really get into the gym. It's never ending. But I feel like I moved away from that when mm. I got into doing martial arts. Um, Primarily jujitsu, which I believe is the most practical martial art for like if you want to defend yourself, if like for defending yourself or like working out, like it's a really nice, it's a really good thing. If like if you want like a hobby, if you want to feel like confident in yourself, like go to jujitsu gym, sign up, you know, take it, take a leap, take a leap of faith, you know, like get get in there and do it. Most of the places are really good and like they'll you know they're gonna ease you into it. They're not gonna stress you out. They're gonna just they're not just gonna beat the shit out of you like the first day. They're going to teach the basics, and then they're going to start slowly beating the shit out of you. But it's going to be in a comfortable way. <laughs> so, like, I uh, once I got into that and realized, I think, like, 
as far as confidence boosting goes, that was probably one of the biggest confidence boosters for me is getting into that. Because mm. one of the most humbling experiences you can have, because I still go roll sometimes. And I really, a lot of re times I go, it's just like to check my ego. Because like I have some guy who's like 200 pounds or like 180, and he's just fucking me up. <laughs> and that's just like, it's a good feeling. It's a nice humbling, like, you know, like, okay, like brings you back, brings you back down to earth. It's nice. And that's like, that's the main reason I like going. But it's also like confident build. It like it builds a lot of confidence. Because like, some of the dudes in those gyms are fucking killers, dude. They're beast. And uh, like jujitsu really, I don't know. It just made me feel confident and secure in myself more than lifting weights ever did. Because I feel like with lifting weights, you're always chasing like some unattainable, unattainable physique. Whether you're on steroids or not, you're all like what you have in your head of where you want to be is probably like not going to be, it's not going to be fully obtainable. You're going to be lacking in certain areas. Or, it's just, or you know, because... Or as soon as you do attain it, and then it's like, okay, well, the goalpost moved. It's like, okay, we we got to go bigger, and so it's just exactly. Like, it's, There's that yeah. too, of course. You like you go over that, and you're like, oh, well, like this still isn't enough. Like I can't just <laughs> yeah. maintain this. I need more. Oh uh, God. See, but, uh, I mean, I, yeah. that's that's like because I've I went to the gym like in college and stuff. That was the first time I really started like lifting weights. And it was only for a couple years, and I never took it super seriously. I don't even think I was taking all the – I didn't have my diet in check necessarily, but I put on a good, like, frame for my size and then, you know, just became a degenerate. And now it's all just been about calisthenics and just, like, overall health because, I don't know, it's just like I just – I just being older now, like, later 20s, I just want to be healthy, and I don't want to, like, get into that yeah. mindset of, like, never – being satisfied with my physique because i know i get into that like i i do so i just yeah um so you still roll like so that's just like the term for jujitsu just rolling yeah, yeah you go and yeah you can go and roll so, and like it depends on you can you can pay for a month you can pay for sessions it just depends on the gym too because you have like your big name gyms and you have like your you have your like local gyms that are recognized by big gyms because like the people who are training there are recognized by like the big organizations, which is what you want. Like you want wherever you're going to roll, like you want them to have like certifications. You want them to have people who are you want to have like legitimate legitimate black belts who are in there teaching people. Yeah. That's what you want. So you you do that. You still weightlift, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your how's your cardio then? Because it sounds like you've cut calories. Do you? Yeah, so that's like that's been the thing is like I've moved moved away from like static because that's what I was doing, dude. Like I was like, like the last year is just like static lifting weights, just like getting big, basically, just because like it's e it's easy. That's why I was doing it because it's easy. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to fucking run. Nobody wants to do cardio. Nobody <laughs> wants to feel that pain. Nobody <laughs> wants that because it's fucking hard. It Running is, is hard. It cardio is. is hard. You would rather go in there and you rather lift weights and not worry about it. Like you know, you want to be big. Like it's like you said, like that that feeling of confidence, like. A lot of guys just, they, yeah, they go in the gym and they lift like just to get big. But in reality, like it's just, it's not really, it's not really serving to your health that much. It's more serving to you mm -hmm. <laughs> because the things that are going to be most serving for your health that, inv that involve, involve like a lot of cardiovascular work are fucking hard and they suck. So it's a lot, it's a lot easier just to lift weights and then be big essentially. Um, because yeah, man, like I, like the other day I was running and I was just like, I just don't want to do this, but I just forced myself to do it. Yep, yep. Um, but like when I'm lifting weights, I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, oh, next, like you pumped up the music, the pre-work at the pump, like 
that feels fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason, like, there's, like, the famous clip of Arnold talking about the pump is, like, coming. Like, okay, to me, it's not, like, coming, <laughs> but it's damn near fucking close, man. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's a great feeling. Like, you know. You, you know what the worst thing ever is, is, like, seeing yourself with a pump and you're just like i look fucking great oh yeah and then you literally wake up the next morning and you're like i'm a fucking shrimp like i'm just like the <laughs> yeah. tiniest like just grossest yeah isn't that like i've how how much do you think now i don't know if you're on social media looking up like bodybuilding physiques or just whatever do you just i don't know what your algorithm is producing for you but like i will get stuff in my youtube shorts and stuff of i mean dudes that are just on like the craziest pump of all time and that's all you ever see so you would never see that same guy just waking up and just being like okay he's normal size because for me it's like it's always yeah you're seeing dudes at their absolute peak like their most shredded potentially Mm -hmm. and i wonder like because obviously for most people that obviously gets into their head and they feel like they can't ever attain like this physique but um and most people are on some sort of juice oh for sure so social media has like it is like ruined fitness for a lot of people in a way and not like it's not i don't think a lot i think a lot there's a lot of like content creators who are like fitness influencers i don't think that's their goal i don't think they're trying to do that but but they they have competition like you you need to now be better than the next guy that's yeah exactly they're one they're competing with other content creators trying to like you know get their brand out there they want the supplement deal xyz and mm-hmm. but you have people who are like you know like society's pretty online like you fucking walk out in public everybody's scrolling on their phone what do you think's on their feed those people are on their feed for sure especially the big influencers and it's just give it it does give an unrealistic like view of like what's attainable men and women like both sides of that yep. both sides of that and like it's it is definitely i think discouraging like i think there's some influencers that do a really good job um with like encouraging people to go to the gym but there's also some that like that's not their stick at all and like i feel like it's definitely as demotive like people a lot of people are just scared to go to the fucking gym they're just terrified to go in that public space when in reality it's like one of the most inviting like at least in my experience is like people are super kind to gyms they're super considerate like they will move out of the way for you they'll spot you they'll help you like it's kind of a definitely a brother brotherhood sisterhood where everybody's kind of in it together Everybody's there to get better. Nobody's there to like judge you. Nobody's there to like oh, like I don't look at people in the gym. I'm like, oh, look at this, look at this piece of shit. Like you know, if I see somebody <laughs> yeah. who's clearly like in yeah. bad health at the gym, I'm happy for them. Like I totally. want them to succeed, um, as as we all should. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like one of the biggest like hurdles for people is just going to the gym. And when you're seeing when you're like sitting there in your bed and you're not in shape and you're out of shape and you're scrolling through social media. And you're seeing fucking David, who's jacked out of his fucking mind with like the V tapered cut, and he's like fucking ten percent body fat or five percent body fat or whatever. And you you know you see you see a woman who's just like no waist, fat ass, insane thighs. She's beautiful, like that stuff. Yeah, like it's it's it definitely can like demotivate you for sure. Yeah. The the other the crazy thing that I didn't really realize until a couple years ago was like fitness influencers will take like a yearly photo shoot of a bunch of different photos, a bunch of different outfits, a bunch of different scenes, and yep. then use those photos throughout the year 
Yep. So it looks as though they've just been maintaining this 8% body fat, but ultimately, yep. like, they just suffered, <laughs> suffered, suffered, got to one point, and then, like, all right, I'm just going to fucking carb load again. Like, Jesus Christ, this is hell. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing people don't realize is like those influencers, they're going through different phases. They have like a bulking cycle, they have a cutting cycle. They're like constantly fluctuating because they're trying to balance living an enjoyable lifestyle on top of being a fucking like premier fitness influencer who yeah. has a crazy physique. So yeah, that's hundred percent true. They'll do like the big photo shoot and have like photos planned out for like three months. They're like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna fuck off now, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, literally. And then, yeah, and then you know, go on a vacation, you know, get a little fat, and then you know, get, get back into it. Because I feel like that's I'm not a fitness influencer, but that's how I felt. I was like, I'm at a good spot right now. I'm gonna fuck off for a bit. Like as far as like nutrition, fitness goes, is I'm gonna enjoy. I'm gonna kind of indulge a little bit, buy yeah. some things for myself, you know, go to some nice like eat some nice dinners, blah blah blah. And then yeah, I slowly worked back to where and, now. And it's I'm, so much you know, easier to get back on the grind once you've had a vacation. It's like okay, oh dude, and, and yeah. you're and you're like juiced up, like you're just you you have so many, you so much more like uh, energy from all the carbs over the ca- like just the past couple months, and just you just got this extra fat on you, so you just have so much more energy to like expend. Yeah. So you're like actually excited about going back and lifting. And I think you? you have yeah, you have the motivation and the goal too. That's yeah. definitely something as well. Yeah, I'm always I'm always wondering like myself just because. With me, like, I'm not taking anything too seriously. It's all really body weight stuff. You know, I have, like, some weights. I have, like, a a barbell that I just use for, like, curls and stuff. Because, again, like, I don't really hit my biceps much. And I realize I need to because they're just small compared to everything else. But um, yeah. dips bar, you know, a, like a kettlebell and some other things. But most of it's just body weight stuff. And, Dude, yeah. That'll get you there. I, I'm, no, I'm a does. big proponent of the home workout. When I'm not filling the gym... I just can't get up to get in the car, drive to the gym. You know, if I'm like in that down mood, I got a couple dumbbells back here, push-ups, curls, rows, press press the dumbbell off the back. Like I'll just do a little full body, you know, a little 30 minutes, get a little sweat, and yeah, then I feel good. No, I feel okay. I'm like, oh, I did something, you know? Totally. I think, I, that's a, I think that's a problem too. Is people think they have to like go and do like this full detail, like get to have this whole plan. Like just go to the gym, just go to the gym, <clears throat> move some weight around for 30 minutes. Do nothing crazy. Don't hurt yourself. Like have good form, control the weight. Yep. But <laughs> you don't need to. You don't got to kill yourself. You really don't, especially when you're beginning. Like, bro, if if you were, because I, I mean, I had people in my stream asking me, like, oh, like, what do you, what do you do to keep yourself in somewhat good shape? And it's literally just daily stuff. Like, you, if you want to get big, like, it's good to take days off and only work out. You know, like one or two times a week per muscle group and stuff like that. But when you're literally yes. just focusing on health and just like maintaining a, a decent physique, like you can literally do daily things because you don't need that much recovery, especially when you're just doing body weight stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Like last, like last night I like, I just shredded my, like destroyed my legs. Like it's very like, cause I feel like once you get into that point where your body is like comfortable, then intensity becomes a factor. Cause like intensity like, I feel like you have intensity and then, like, control. Like, those two things, like, once you get the, the that right, like, you can really make some gains fast. Yep. Yeah, but for a lot of people, like, straight up starting out, they think they have to have, like, this whole plan. They have to, like, mm-hmm. get a trainer. They have to go. I was like, bro, when you're starting out, like, when I was starting out, it was like, let me just try to do 50 push-ups today over the course of, like, three sets. Like, let's just see if I can do 15, 15, 15, like, just... 
yeah within this like and and you do that for you know a few weeks and yeah. just keep building up you do some body squats like body squats and push-ups like if you just did that when you're You'll be absolutely sore. <laughs> yeah no you will you will be very very sore and you just build yeah. up and i think the biggest thing is like just push to failure that is the hardest yeah. thing to do but that's the thing that's gonna Dude, just stimulate the most growth that's all i always talk about is like this is my advice and like i'm not gonna have any type of fitness guru or expert but i do mm-hmm. have a good amount of knowledge is don't if you're trying to start out in the gym don't go with your friend who's been working out for three years yeah. because they're gonna Brutal. put you through their workout Brutal. which is going to kill you it's <laughs> i couldn't don't do it <laughs> I, I i could barely sit on the toilet for a week when i did that like i was doing <laughs> i was doing solar I was doing this like summer solar sales, like trying to sell solar to people. And there's a guy, I mean, I had this roommate that was just jacked. I mean, like six foot four, you know, 10% body fat, probably like fucking 230 pounds, just pure muscle. I mean, just jacked. And he's like, okay, we're going to go to the gym. It was like two in the fucking morning. (laughs) We like go over there. And we, we literally did this circuit with him. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, like, I'm going to try my very hardest. Like, I want to, like, dude, I had not been to the goddamn gym in years. <laughs> I just did that. And, bro, I, I literally was, like, I was tearing up trying to sleep because I was just so sore. Like, my whole body was just aching. I just, it was the worst thing ever. So, yeah, don't do not do that. Good advice. 100%. So, um, but, yeah, uh, it's it's nice when you have a lot of free time now because you're a content creator and uh, I try to take advantage of all the free time I have. It's it's nice because I feel like when you are really busy, there are, there's times in your day where you're like, man, I really wish I could like do a workout, but I'm actually so busy with work or whatever you're doing. But when you have so much time, you can, you can really squeeze in a good workout when you're feeling yeah. it too. That's the best thing about it. Because sometimes... You know, I'm a psycho. Sometimes I feel it at 1 a.m. and I go work out yeah, at 1 a.m. That's amazing <laughs> to be able to do. Like, you could just depends. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just depends for me. Totally. Okay. Um, Schmacko asks When you were drunk, I heard you yell, I've never half asked anything in my life. Can you please talk about your relentless work ethic and why are you, <laughs> and why are you scared of playing a UIM? I'm scared. I'm scared of playing UIM because I like, I just, you know, like I make a lot of jokes about UIMs. I make a lot of jokes about like, uh, like HLC skillers. Uh, it's, it's all jokes. Like I respect, I respect, I respect the game, you know, game is game. Um, I'm good friends with UIMs. I love Schmacko. I'll shout out to Schmacko. He's one of my favorite streamers. I think he's a great streamer. Go check him out if you have not. Um, but I mean, yeah, like Jake C insane well insane like those are two of my good friends and like i'm 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 a, I'm a fan of the ims low-key but like i just it's just not for me man I, I don't think i can handle that like my brain it's just it's so much it's just a lot of it's a lot of it's i don't know i don't know i'm just so accustomed to playing a main it would just be like i feel like i would just be stun locked just staring at the <laughs> staring at the screen like Bro. like i feel like i could play it in private but trying to live stream that the way i like to live stream interact I would just be like losing my mind. I'd be short circuiting. Even the UIMs that enter my chat say how much hell they're going through. They're like, oh man, like, (laughs) they're they're like, they they always say, like, dude, you should play a UIM. It's like, why are you even asking me to do that when you literally will say, like, I'll go do a hard clue within five minutes? And they're like, bro, if, if I got that wildy step, I would have had to like rebag and like go fucking suicide a Hispori and spend 15 <laughs> minutes like fucking organizing. So I'm, like, I'm like, what are you even like? You are literally discouraging me from ever even attempting to play that <laughs> mode because that sounds like straight up ass. Like, why would anybody want to just yeah. waste 
20 minutes rebagging shit like oh my god yeah. that sounds hell like hell but i have so i have a hardcore iron man it's a it's a uh, secret alleged hardcore iron man oh, that shit. i play sometimes and like it's just it's just a little side thing i do and like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's enough for me man like i couldn't could, like that is like the shock of playing that account like just in my own time like watching the little guide and i'm like clicking like back and forth like doing exactly what the guide's doing like i cannot imagine trying to start an ultimate iron man i just let me let me let me get far enough on the hardcore maybe yeah. one day but I, I just don't think it's gonna happen i mean normal iron man is do i mean that is the, the very small step from main to iron man in comparison yeah. to like the step from iron man to ui it's just like a that completely is true. different ball game yeah that, that is true as well I, I really just feel like it's just such a leap because like megan playing iron man like it's definitely been challenging for me like but like it's not like I, I can handle it you know it's it's not like you said it's not a huge step definitely different but it's just a lot, a lot of i guess it's just a lot of like chores i guess you could say i feel yeah. like i'm just i feel like i'm just like like i'm going through the guide like the hardcore guide i'm following it's just like do this do this do this. it's just like a bunch of little chores and some of them are kind of fun and like it's like the, you get the little dopamine they really like you get that good feeling when you complete it and then some of them you're like i want to fucking die yep so it just depends on what it is so in regards to work ethic do you think you work harder now like do you think you have the capacity to work harder now as a full-time content creator or <gasps> do you think that's kind of diminished i would say if anything i work i work less i feel like i really for about a decade of my life was just pushing myself to the extreme of how much I could work. So, and I've, I haven't felt that exhaustion because there'd be times where, you know, for example, I would, I worked nights too, towards the end, I would work, uh, I would work 10 hour shifts and I would, so I would, I'd wake up, I would stream for four hours, go to work, work 10 hours. Um, like probably go to the gym at the end of it real quick, come home, go to sleep, do it again. I'd do that for a few days in a row, and then I would literally just have a time where, like, I would, like, just collapse from just, like, pretty, not collapse, but, like, pretty much just have to go to sleep from just exhaustion. Just, like, I would need to, like, rip, like, an actual eight-hour sleep session instead of functioning on four or five hours of sleep. Like, I'd have to, like, have to sit down and make myself sleep because I was just exhausted. You, I've, I have not felt that way. I've, I've, since I've been a content creator, I've never felt that way. So and Just because I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think, I don't know. I feel like when you're... When you have that obligated, you have to be there kind of work, like it's different. True. Do you That's still do say, those like, 24 hour streams, by the way? No, the 24 hour streams were mainly to like push myself to max, but I was doing those while I was working. So, like, I would come off like a week of work and have a few days off, and I would rip one of those, and then I would just be in a coma for like a day, and then I go back to work again. Like, I'll do some crazy shit. Like, I'm not like, I'll give myself that. Like, I was a full just crackhead just really pushing it like pushing my body like i probably should, i definitely took a few years off my life but that's okay like <laughs> that's fine you know if like if my life expectancy is 80 like i'm i don't want to 70 to 80 doesn't sound fun anyway like you can take a couple of those years like that's all right <laughs> okay so how much caffeine do you drink like how much did you drink and now how much do you drink uh when i was working definitely more when i was working i'd say probably average of like 500 milligrams a day okay um five to like 800 which is I believe FDA recommended is th no more over 300 is when you're becoming like an unhealthy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. No, no, no. I, I think over 300. No, 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 no. I think it's, uh, isn't it like 400 or I want to say it's almost 600 is like the, let me actually look that up. Cause I remember looking that up like recently. Is it? Maybe it is 400. I'm not sure. It's more than you would think it is. It's more than you would think it is. Let's see. And like with caffeine being oh, yeah, my advice. 400. 400. Okay. It's 400. So yeah. So that was like, yeah. So like you got a, I drink like a bang, right? 300. That's 300. Then maybe like a cup of coffee, which is like 80, like mm. a standard like cup of coffee, like to get to get me through the night. Because I remember that was always what it was. It's like I'd start out like shiz with the shit. I'd hit the like I'd, I'd try and I'd try and hold off on the bang or like whatever energy as long as I could until I really started like feeling some like tiredness. Kill that, ride that until towards the end, like right towards the end. I'd always like stop by and like get like a cup of coffee or make a cup of coffee or something just to like get me through, <laughs> get me through the last couple hours, like a little little bump. Yeah, but I was I really did try to make an active effort to not consume an unhealthy amount. Now, when I was doing like twenty four hour streams, I'd rip like two or three energy drinks. That was definitely unhealthy. But like <laughs> most, of like for like the standard like working times, like yeah, I would I would try my hardest to not like have to depend on caffeine. But it's so good, dude. Caffeine is, and I'm okay with it being my vice. There's way worse vices in this yeah. life than caffeine. So like that's it's okay. Like I, I I've accepted that. Like that's my that's my vice. Better than alcohol. Better than nicotine, um, <laughs> better than certain drugs. Uh, I'll I'll take it. Like that's my, because like I really I generally don't. I probably drink once a week because I do like on Saturdays I do drinking streams, mm. and like a lot of times I'm like, I rarely get super drunk. Like I usually just have like enough to get like a nice buzz or like a low level of drunk. Um, I'll only like turn it up past that if like if it's that if that's the vibe. Just depends, you know. Yeah. But I'm pretty casual drinker. Or sorry, social drinker, not casual. Like when I do drink, I like to fucking drink. But definitely a social drinker and then like I don't I don't smoke. I don't um besides the vacation vape. I do like the vacation vape. And I I've been using this vape recently. I don't know if you know it's uh the homie hunt. Yeah. I help yeah. host their like their draft show. It's like a big bingo competition mm-hmm. for a uh, RuneScape CC. And I bought like a, a vape. It's like a prop to like rip the vape during it, you know. Yep. And like it hasn't died. And like every now and then I'll just I'll hit it. <laughs> so <laughs> like I'll be like before I go to the gym, I just take a hit of it. It hasn't died yet. It won't die. So, so whenever like, it dies, I'm gonna throw it away. But it, I'm not gonna waste it. <laughs> so like vacation vape. Like I'm just curious because um, like I've never vaped or smoked nicotine ever. So I'm just wondering, like, how addict is it? Just depending on the person, how addicting I... that can be. Because I swear, like, what I've always heard is like, as soon as you start, you're gonna realize how great it feels to start getting on nicotine. It's a great little bump, great little high. It is nice. And it then, is nice. I feel like with the vape, like, first off, I I feel like I barely inhale any of it. One mm. and two, I feel like it's more of like just the oral fixation for me. I don't know. I just like ripping the vape. <laughs> No, straight up. I mean, I I totally I understand that because when I stopped vaping weed, 
I just wanted I just wanted to vape something like it was just it's just fun it's just like fucking fun to just put something in your mouth and just suck it it's like this is it's good wow, I'm not gonna clip that out for a sound alert that's pretty good but I mean yeah it's just I don't know oh my god there's something uh something about it yeah. it's just uh but yeah like when we like when we do trips or events i will buy i'll go to the we'll go, it's one of my favorite things like fucking bounce up in the seat we go to the gas station and i'll buy an elf bar and i'll rip the fuck out of that thing until we leave xyz location like any based events we do any like every time i go out of like the state i go on like mm-hmm. a week vacation or something i buy yeah the vacation babe and then dude at the end of the vacation mm-hmm. i throw it away and it's like fucking it dude it's and like you, and you're not like was, wanting to do it again like you're you're just good until the next vacation kind of or are you kind I, of like oh, i think shit. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i definitely think about it like i go in the gas station i see one i'm like that'd be nice but i don't i don't act on it um damn i just i don't know i feel like i'm just maybe it's meant i, I maybe it's just, i just don't do it enough to get to that point to where like i can't mentally hmm. persuade myself from it. but i literally at the end of the trip i throw it away and i it's definitely like i see why it's addicting because like i feel like if you've seen lord of the rings right yeah I feel like fucking Frodo trying to throw the ring in the fucking Mount Doom. Yep. Like it's like I'm fucking. <laughs> I can't. It's it's tough. Like, Bro, that was that was me with my fucking weed vapes. Like I, I there was like multiple times where I try to stop, and it's like, like the I remember the first time I tried to stop, I literally threw. I, I had like three vapes, like two of them I hadn't even used yet. I just had like those two for like later. I threw all three of them away. I was like, I'm just gonna be done with this, and then literally, like five days later, I'm like, that was a fucking mistake. Like, I just, I'm just gonna yeah. buy some more, and then I bought some more, and then the next time when I wanted to quit, I was like, I'm not gonna throw these away. I'm just gonna like Do you- put them away. But it's yeah. just like it's impossible. It was so hard for me to just totally stop. Yeah, it, I, I don't know too. I feel like I, it's easy for me to cope too with like the few vices I do have because like mm-hmm. I'm friends with. I'm friends with T Papa. I'm friends with Hamzy. Yeah. I'm friends with like people who just <laughs> have like Hamzy, their yeah. vices are like crazy. <laughs> they got some wild vices, and it's just like, you know what? I'm doing all right. This ain't too bad. Yeah, like you know, caffeine, you know, vape here and there. Like it's all right, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's balance, man. It's just life. Life is just balance, and you just got to find what works for you. Because like I'm not trying to live to be 120. But I'm also not trying to die at 50 from a heart attack. Yeah. So, you know, just got to find that balance where you're enjoying things, but you're also not overindulging. Totally. Okay. Um, Bronx Bombers asks, how was getting tased in officer training and did you shit your pants? Because <laughs> everyone has to be tased, right? Um, No, that's actually not true. Not everyone does have to be tased. Okay. Yeah, well, there's a lot of practices in law enforcement Um where you have to be the weapon whatever weapon system it is has to be used on you that way you know the effects of it and how it feels that way when you use it on somebody else you understand what they're going through and what they're feeling and exa- and how much you and how much you should exert and how many times you should do it etc cetera, etc cetera. uh for those of you who don't know in my prior line of work I worked uh for the government and law enforcement in a variety of positions from response teams on a prison to uh, to narcotics, to standard supervision, and just police work. Um, so, but uh, I'm not gonna get into that. But that's that's my background. And um, yeah, I uh, I've been tased, and um, I would much rather like. So there's like the two. That's like two of the things that typically are used on you. You got the pepper spray, and you got the tase, right? Yep. So pretty much the standard uh, spray that police are using is uh, most of them are using a unit that is CS and OS. 
which this the CS is the chemical. That's the pepper extract. That's what's gonna burn your. Uh, that's what the burn's coming from. And then the OS is a tear gas. So that, it's like a combination of both of those things, to where your face is fucking burning off, and then on top of that, for about ten or fifteen minutes, you could you're gasping for air because you can't fucking breathe because it's fucking up your respiratory system. Um, I would uh, a foul. I would be rather be tased three times to get sprayed with that shit. That shit fucking sucked. It was misery for like three hours. And then of course you have the the after effects. Like it, it can reactivate later when you take a shower. You have to like wash it off. It's just oh a fucking Oh my god, that sounds a, horrible. It's a whole day experience with the fucking uh with the spray. But the so, taze, it's taze is like it's literally twenty seconds of pain and you're done. <laughs> like it's twenty it's if you okay, so let me let me yeah. you've had a Charlie horse, right? Yeah, they fucking suck. Okay, so being tased is like that, but your whole body. That's so, the best way I can put what it. What do you even focus on at that point if it's your whole body being Charlie you Horse? Just like, squeeze, you just squeeze. Just squeeze and, <laughs> and ride the lightning, baby. That's all you can do. Squeeze and ride the... And then you... Like a lot of people... Nobody... There's been people who have like shit themselves and piss themselves, but it's super rare. Okay. But everybody lets out of involuntary noises. Like there's been... I've seen some big guys get tased and they just go... All the, way down to the, all the way down to the ground. They let out like the most high-pitched like squeal noise you've ever heard. Oh my God. You know? And there's people who, then there's people like, I've seen, you know, more specifically, I've seen women take it better. Like maybe like that's, um, like that's just like the sample size that I've seen. I've seen a lot of people get tased mm -hmm. and like women in general, for sure, women take it better. Like they like don't make a noise. They go straight down on the ground and they're good. I've Damn. like, that's what I've seen. Like that's so, just from my, maybe, maybe that's just coincidence. Like I, I would like, I don't have a huge sample size, but like from what I've seen, that's what I see. So, so how long were you tased for, like, for that? Like, what how is? many seconds is it? Is it just... It feels like a fucking eternity. Oh, my God. It feels, uh, it does feel like a, it does, it feels a lot longer than it, than, than it really is. Okay. I, I know that. But, um, I know that, like, for first off, you have all the, uh, you have all the training before, but I believe it's between five and ten seconds. Okay. It's, it's been a, a long time, but I believe it's between five and ten seconds where the uh, electricity is being applied, essentially. Jesus. I would have to like look it up to see, but I believe it's between five and ten seconds. And, I could be wrong though. And and so it are is the pepper spray that you guys use? Is that like the same as like what you know a, a somebody would just buy no, for most, self defense? Most or is it people, more intense? yeah, the stuff that's available for self defense, most of it is just the CS, which is just going to be like uh, it's going to it's going it's the pepper extract. It doesn't have okay. the uh, it doesn't have the OS in it. I think it is. I think it's sold though in some places. I'm really not sure because like it's like it's different from state to state. It really is. What what is but, like uh, so? What is the lethal amount of like being tased that would like actually kill you? Like, is there a certain amount of like seconds that's like, okay, this is just actually just fucking dangerous, like at this point? Or I'm is not it sure. I believe, lethal? like, here's what I think each, I think each burst is like, I know it's between like two, it's like between two and six seconds. Mm. I just don't remember the exact time. Like, it's definitely on there, like the training manual, whatever okay. manual I did, but like this is years ago now. So I don't remember exactly. But lethal, I don't think. I'm pretty sure, unless the person has some type of, uh, unless the person that's being applied to has some type of um, condition, like medical condition already, mm -hmm. I don't believe it is lethal. It's not lethal in nature. Okay. Somebody, somebody would have to have certain like medical conditions for it to have that possibility, because it's like, 
Also, it depends on the taser. There's so many different types of tasers. So, like, yeah. it depends on what type of taser you're using, too. But the ones that I've used, I don't believe could be lethal, even if you wanted them to be. Because you can't, you can't hold on the juice. You can't just hold it. Okay. It's so, a burst. It's a burst system. From what I remember, from what I, the one I, the ones we were using. So I've seen videos of like you know people, just cop videos of people getting tased, and they still just get up, like they pull it off of them and start running. Like, is that like, is that just because it's a weak taser, or are they just fucking juiced up well, on some drugs about, or something? They're just like, there's dude, there's so many factors. You have the like, so you got to think the bigger the human, the less yeah. effective a taser is. Okay. Because you have the current that has to go through their whole body. So yeah. typically, it's less painful for bigger individuals. And then you have adrenaline. You have the possibility of drug use. You have the possibility of the of the, the prongs not getting attached to the skin properly to mm. conduce a full current to shock said individual true, as true. well. Which also happens a lot, too. Especially when you have thick clothing involved. Like, if you shoot somebody with a Carhartt jacket with a taser... It ain't gonna do nothing to them. It's not yeah. gonna, like, it's not gonna... It, it has, and it's gotta latch in. It's gotta make the current. So, I see, I see. Yeah. Dude, there's so many different factors, so... Okay. I, you know, in my prior, in my prior, I was never either of those things. Those are the last two options I would use. Um, I like to use my hands uh, because I trained <laughs> with my hands to yeah. use my hands to control people. That's why I think jujitsu is the most practical. That's why it's being taught to, uh, like in all, like you know, all police standard training, like the basic, like, um, you know, self defense that they're like training police to do is all like. Thankfully, now is the base of it is 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 BJJ. Mm-hmm. They're teaching like a lot of basic stuff there because a lot of a lot of stuff you'll learn in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is control, like control techniques, mm-hmm. which is good, you know, because you think about the submission aspect. Like you're not gonna like as a police officer, like obviously we don't want police officers fucking submitting people <laughs> to fucking to render them not a threat. Like we don't want to fucking like that's that's a thousand percent against all policies that are in place now. But we do want police officers to be able to control somebody without having to use a taser. Without having to use pepper spray, without having to shoot somebody who does not need to be shot, which is obviously is a big issue, <laughs> yep. which is a big issue why people don't fucking like the police, and I completely understand. <laughs> so, like you know, um, you know, if you if you have a well-equipped officers who know how to, who are like you know, they're in shape, they train, and they can control those individuals with their body, then you know, you obviously have a way less chance of somebody being killed or you know, spraying pepper spray, taser. That's a lot of paperwork you probably don't want to do. Yep. So, you know, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I never also like before, like just getting into policing stuff, like the base, the base of policing, like your first, like you, you look at the force continuum, right? The base of that is presence. That is like the biggest issue because the way you're going to respond to a police officer, if they are five, eight fat out of shape, their uniform looks like shit. The way you're going to respond to him and view him versus guy who is the same, but in shape, squared away, obviously, like, you know, very cognizant, like, cognizant, like, the reaction to those two different types of people is completely different. And, yeah. like, that is, like, one of the biggest things. I mean, it's even still, like, there's literally, like, they've, they have, like, conducted research on individuals who've killed police officers and asked them, you know, the base question, why did you do it? Because I thought I could. You know, Damn. because, you know, he didn't look fucking, he didn't look, he didn't look squared away, essentially. Like, that's like the, as simple as that is, that's like a, that's a thought process. And, you know, it, it, it's true. I've even seen it, you know, like, I've like, trust me, I've worked with officers who are dickheads, who should not be police officers. Like, I mean, I've worked with those people before and they're on a scene where they have somebody who's 
not acting in compliance with what they want, and I show up, and the way they treat me is different just because of my presence. Yeah. Like I've seen it just at that at that like base level. But uh, like before any of those things get involved, dude, just knowing how to talk to people is like that's half of that job. It literally is. It really is. Like people, I think people overcomplicate it, but like more than half of that job is just respect. It's just like the basic respect, and also respecting somebody who's being an asshole to you because it's it's easy to do. I've had people saying all kinds of shit to me, and I'm just calm as shit. You know, like it's you don't have to if you escalate. If you escalate, you put yourself at risk. Yep. And you're putting, you know, you're putting that person's life at risk possibly. So, you know, you literally like that's always been my my approach always was is be be respectful until someone allows you not to be, mm -hmm. which is a very big line for me to, to process. But like, I feel like there's just it's tough. There's just a lot of people who don't have that mindset. And there's a lot of people who just don't need to be police officers. Just like there's a lot of people who don't need to be doctors. There's a lot of people who don't need to do whatever manual labor. It just, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. So. Okay. Jesse asks, favorite restaurant with a mushroom cap? Favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Um, that's a tough question, dude. I'm a fat ass man. I'm I'm fat kid at heart. I love food. Obsessed with food. Always have been. Always thinking about food. I'm thinking about food right now. I never not think about food. It's just you so, know. So in your mind though, because you're you're not sure and you're gonna have to think about it. Is it just in? Are you just kind of in your mind going, like weighing your options between the Michelin star restaurants you've been to? Like are those always gonna be on the top, or are there other selections? Yes, but that you're it's thinking? like a different. It's a different kind of food. It's like a completely different. It's not food. It's art. It's like a, I mean, it's definitely food. Like you're yeah. going to, if you go to a, a real Michelin experience and do the tasting menu, you're going to leave there feeling like you're about to explode. Don't <laughs> like, if you eat all the plates, like people, I feel like that's a, the, like, that's the, the stereotype. And like, I know this before I've like went to these like really fine dining establishments is like, oh yeah, they're just going to give you those little plates and like, you're not going to get full. That's not true. <laughs> you are going to, if you eat everything they put in front of you, you are going to be about to explode when you leave there it's a full-on like it's a marathon like you know like the places i've been to that do like a full tasting menu mm -hmm. it, it is like it's a it's a three to six hour experience and yeah is it expensive as fuck yes but if you have a good group of friends as someone who is frugal and has always like been a cheap ass most of my life it is worth the experience it really is if you have like a good group of friends to experience with it's really fucking cool and, like, I wasn't sold on it. I just, like, you know, Tasty talked me into the first one. I was like, fine, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And I went, and I was like, wow, this is, you know, I was like, this is fucking sick. So, like, <laughs> it got me into it. And that's what goes back to, like, what I've, like, learned, like, what I've been, like, exposed to in content creation. Like, just shit like that. Like, it's just something new I'd never done. Mm -hmm. And, like, if it wasn't for content creation, I wouldn't have had that experience. And, uh, yeah, now I'm a, now I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um, maybe not as big a fan as like uh, like Tasty or T Pop is or or even Bodie because yeah, Bodie he's a big fine dining guy he's those, all about yeah. it too. Um, but uh, those places are up there like and and of those places I've been to the place we went to in Vegas is called Joel Rubichon. It is a three star Michelin place that is as far as just base at the food like the tasting menu we got it's the best that was the best. It what was, was what was the best thing you got there? That just blew your mind. Oh, dude, that's I, oh the scallop, the scallop they had there. Like I'm, I've eaten a lot of scallops in my life. This thing was like butter. I have never in my life eaten a fucking scallop that that was that good. I don't know what they put in it. I don't know what was it. It was an insane dish. I have never in my life like I was blown away. Like that's so just because cool. I've eaten. Yeah, it was incredible. I, have you okay? So at those places. 
do you ever get something that's actually just nasty that you just don't want to eat or is everything just impeccable no I, everything everything i've i've never eaten at one at a, a, like a, a dish on those tasting menus where i was like i didn't like this wow there's been ones where i was like oh, that wasn't that good but no dude if you if you open your mind and just put it in your mouth and eat it and like you got to show up hungry too yeah of course yep, of, yeah that way you have the incentive of trying something maybe that doesn't look appetizing but Everything I've tried there, I've never had one where I was like, mm, that wasn't that good. I've, there's been ones where, where it was like, oh, that was good, but it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Wow. Like it is. Uh, I, I gotta. I gotta try one. Of those. If you have a group of friends, anybody who's listening, if you have like a group of friends and you have like a, a two, three star, even a, like a one star place, like Michelin restaurant that has a tasting menu, give it a shot. It's it's a really good experience. It'll probably be really fun. Especially when you throw in the wine pairing, like it's it's a good time. <laughs> it's oh, really cool. fun, you know. And, and like we've built relate, like there's a so in Vegas, there's a restaurant there called Gisevois. It's uh it's a two star. It's in the Caesars uh, Caesars Palace, and that's the very first one I ever went to. Uh, with I went with uh, Krylax, um, Tasty T Papa, uh, T Papa's wife. And I think that was it. Maybe there was somebody else. Oh, yeah, Marza Bun, which I know you know her. Mm -hmm. uh, she went as well. And that was the first one I ever went to. And we went back there when we went to Vegas recently with Bodie and everybody. And they remembered us because we were, like, really, like, fun and, like, loud. Because <laughs> they're used to, like, <laughs> dude, there's a lot of people in there. Like, you can see the, the rich people. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a guy in there just, like, eating by himself. Like, a full taste of me, just eating by himself in, like, a full, like, dress outfit. Legend. Like, just looks depressed as fuck. Legend. <laughs> just looks, looks so sad. <laughs> and just, like, eating by himself. I'm just uh, like, holy fuck. Like, you, see, yeah, you'll see some definitely some really wealthy people in those places. And, like, it's pretty clear that they're not used to people like us. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably annoyed. Yeah. Yeah, and they, <laughs> the they were, here, like... Yeah. They were like, uh, they, the staff there, like they loved us. Like they loved that yeah, we were like yeah. really like interactive with them and talked to them a lot, and were like really polite and wanted to like talk about everything. Mm -hmm. And when we got back there, the like the head guy recognized us and he showed us their special table that's not like available to anybody. Like they have a special table in the back. It's in the kitchen, and it's got like this like big plexiglass thing around it. Where you can like watch what happens in the kitchen, and they offer like a separate special tasting menu for Whoa. that table, and like and like separate special champagne. And he was like, "Next time you guys come back, you can we want you to come here." And I was like, "That's like that's sick." Like that was, that was cool. Gave us his card and everything. I was like, "Okay, like this is sick." That's fucking dope, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is we got the VIP section." So, um, but that was super cool. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, I, but I have like a distinction between that type of food and then just like the home cooking baby, you know, like the fucking, mm -hmm. like, just like your everyday, like, like food joint you go to. And for me, that's easy. It's, it's just Nashville hot chicken. Like that's, that's what I'm going for. Like yeah. I love, I love hot chicken places. There's so many, but like just any of those, any of the good ones in Nashville, I would say are probably my favorite places to go. Like I get up the most for that hundred percent. See, we, we, we have, um, like a Nashville hot chicken place here. And so is it customary to like drizzle honey all over it and then dip it in like a sauce and eat it? Or is that just like a, cause some people do that, but it's not served that way. 
Yeah, because that's what I do now. Because I I read like you know you're supposed to drizzle the honey on it. You know, it's not obviously served that way. You got to drizzle it on yourself. But like that, yeah, I'm I'm sold on it now. I I, I can't like eat it without it now. Yeah, I if need, you I like if you like the if you like the sweet and hot, like yeah. if you like it sweet and hot, like yeah, that's if that's up your alley. Yeah, like that's the only way to do it. But the standard way is served. It, yeah, it shouldn't have any honey on it. I see. I respect it though. Yeah, yeah no, like, it's it's. I was I was impressed. It was delicious. As I just like I like the hot and salty. So like I mm-hmm. I go I usually go if I'm going if I if I know I'm gonna be there for a while and I can like drink a beer, I get the hot because like Nashville in Nashville Nashville hot chicken it's fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like if you if you get hot it is fucking hot. It's not like a lot of places where like like the mild the mild hot chicken is gonna have some spice to it. It's not yeah. gonna like kill you or anything. It's definitely mild, but. It's how mild should be. Like you're gonna feel a little heat, but it's okay. Because mm-hmm. like you don't like like you think of like like Texas Pete or something like that's not hot. I mean, unless you like really douse something in it, it's not it's yeah. not hot. Like come on. Um, but like the mild is mild, and the medium is like hot. You know, it's like you're gonna feel it for mm-hmm. sure. And if you get hot, it's fucking hot. It is hot. Like if you eat it real fast and you take it in fast, like you're gonna be, you might be in pain later. I've eaten, and then, and then, and of course, there's a couple levels above that, which are just like insane. That's that's for yeah, crazy th- people. Yeah, you're those are those are just like the not even enjoyable. You're just like <laughs> yeah, you just you're want, a you just wanted to be tortured, basically. Yeah, this is for this, but there's there's people who are just accustomed to that and actually enjoy it. Like there's people who get the uh, the the one X hot, two X, three X, you know, yeah, inferno that. death, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> Hospital but, bed. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah. I I once ate a ghost pepper, just raw ghost pepper. Um when I was 18 and uh, I I literally was in tears and like four hours later I I was I was crying I was actually crying from pain because like my bowels like were just on fire like my whole stomach and I I couldn't like there was there was no rest like I I could not like get comfortable in any position I, I couldn't sit I couldn't stand I couldn't lay down like it was just the fucking worst thing ever and yeah. uh and then like the next two days on the toilet was just the worst agony the worst yeah um, and and i love spicy stuff but yeah you don't want to go too extreme it's just not even fun yeah I, i'm i'm big on the spice like i love spice but i'm just i'm not like uh you as know, much as i eat spicy stuff i've not like people say you build a tolerance i don't feel like i have like i feel like hot is fucking hot still like yeah <laughs> it's yeah. not getting any less hot because yeah. i use i use hot sauce as a condiment like, especially when I'm doing, like, healthier meals, like, you know, chicken, rice, greens, all that kind of stuff, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. whatever the standard, standard like, bodybuilding-type meals you want to talk about that have, like, good macros. Like, hot sauce is, like, a very common condiment used because there, there's not really much macro in it. It's just kind yeah. of, like... It's just salt. It's not really... Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like, mainly just sodium is, like, the main thing you're taking in there. So, I use it a lot. Okay, Saint Tits asks, "Will the big beef streams ever make a comeback? <laughs> if not, what incentive would inquire you to bring it back?" Hey, I might have to on kick. You know, I'm gonna need all the help I can get over there, so I might have to bust it out. Uh, big beef what is referring yeah. to. Big beef is referring to. So, like back when I first started streaming, like people don't realize, like I started on Twitch. Um, the only reason I started streaming is the RuneScape Boss Vorkath, which I know I've talked about on my prior cast. Uh, I was driving for the pet, I was a, and I and I told my friends in my you know my little uh, PVMCC, I was like, if I make it to five thousand, I'll stream it. I'll stream it live until I'm done. 
I started streaming just because of the Vorkath boss. I wanted the pet. I was uh, around, I was close to 5,000 KC, and I told the people in my PVMCC that if I made it to 5,000, I'd start live streaming it, which obviously I did. And yeah, I started going live on the, uh, on the laptop, you know, shitty webcam mic with the game turned all the way up. And uh, I remember I streamed for... Um, maybe this is encouraging to anybody. Hopefully this is encouraging to anybody who is like starting out streaming. Uh, I streamed for probably, probably, uh, like two, three months with, uh, I probably averaged two viewers, maybe, maybe two. <laughs> exactly I have the me. screenshots, man. And like, it's like, like looking back at it, like looking at those screenshots, like makes me feel like emotional. Cause like, it's, uh, like just coming from that to where I am now. Which, like, I'm no fucking famous person. I'm no fucking Dr. Disrespect, XQC, you name, big streamer. But just coming from that to now is, dude, it's it's a lot, like, looking at it. Because, like, I have all the screenshots of those, like, stream summaries. Where it's like, you stream for five hours. 1.7 viewer average. It's oh. <laughs> just, like, just zero traction. Yep. And uh, I finally, like, I got, I, like, I did this idea. Like, I finally started kind of getting a few more viewers. I think I was averaging like maybe like four or five at this point because like people, it was mainly just people in my clan. They're like, there's like one or two people from, I had no idea what I was doing, dude. I didn't have better TV. My game on my mic was blasted through the roof. I was just a complete lunatic. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just yelling and like doing bandos and killing Vorkath. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> I didn't know anything about streaming. I didn't know anything about the community aspect, the culture, et cetera, et cetera. I was just a guy, like, I had no clue. Just brute forcing, basically. But I didn't even know I was brute forcing. I just didn't know. I was just ignorant. Um, I didn't know how streaming worked at all. I knew nothing about it. Like, yeah. I had watched streams before, but it was, like, lurking in Bodhi stream or something, like, a year or two ago. Like, I've, like, you know, only the big guys. So I knew nothing. And um, it, took a, it took a little bit to get to that, like, five, six viewer range. And then I improvised this, uh, improvised this idea of the big beef. Which is where I would <laughs> cover myself, like get like a stringer on, like a bodybuilding stringer, and just get all pumped up and just cover myself in oil and stream with that. The big beef. Holy <laughs> that was, fuck! That was the idea. There's a clip. Is there a screen? Is there, yeah, is there a clip or a screenshot I can see? Show, show uh, you can probably maybe you can show this. This is this show is me. like probably the most. Uh, you can throw this up too. This is the okay. most like iconic clip, I guess you could say, from that. I can't believe this has a thousand five hundred views too. But this is from one of the big beef streams right here, where I'm covered in oil, screaming. That was when I was pretty big too. That's when I was like working for the uh, state and working in different <laughs> prisons. I was pretty. I was pretty. I was pretty big. I was doing a lot of like powerlifting. I was probably like two two sixty ish right there. Pretty two seventy, pushing two seventy probably. A big big boy. Um. And that's when I was quite younger too. Like, what is it? That, that clip that was four years ago. God, I'm so old. I was <laughs> I clipped this from four years ago. Um, but yeah. So what happened was is and you know shout shout out to shout out to Oda Block. And then this is the funniest thing too is Oda Block rated the streamer Stella, which is also funny because they hate each other. This is so <laughs> long ago, right? So the streamer Stella, who had all the, you know, the J-Mod, you know, dating the J-Mod yep. allegations, all the scandalous whatever bullshit. I don't even care. I don't know anything about it, really. Um, uh, she just, I remember I watched her VOD because I was like, why'd she raid me? She raided me. I got the secondhand Odeblock raid back in the day from like back in like back when he was in the dole arena fucking with the, par with the parakeet flying around his room screaming. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, 
I got the secondhand raid from her and like that like propelled me to like the 10 viewer like 12 year average like finally like I got some like exposure to where like some people had saw me and it just so happened the next day after that raid I did the first ever big beef stream and like after that like I finally like got some like viewers outside of like just my friends right mm -hmm. And things started to slowly, I started to slowly get like a little enough, like I was up enough in the view list to where some people were finally trickling down and, and watching my fucking terrible live stream. And uh, yeah, slowly went from there. <laughs> but uh, that is what the big beef is. And uh, I mean, yeah, maybe if we uh, get back down. Some people, that's another thing with like kick too, is like, I'm confident in myself. I'm not scared. Uh, I've streamed to one person for three months I, and yep. I'll do it again. So it, it is what it is. Yep. Now, just st straight up, we had very similar experiences because the first three months for me, I think I averaged like 2.8 viewers. So we're, yeah. Firm handshakes, baby, when, from the bottom. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> when you experience that, like, and, and you probably even remember those days where... I'm not I, scared of nothing, man. That's, that's, what, that's how I feel yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, I mean, straight up, dude, I remember there were, there were days where I would stream, I'd have two viewers, three viewers, one viewer, zero viewers, and I'm just camped at zero <laughs> viewers while live streaming for an hour and i would just end i just i'm just not streaming to anybody like this is going nowhere like yeah this did is... you ever did you ever keep do you keep the view count on because that's that's dude that's oh yeah why, like streaming i always had my view cam on i always had it on dude i always had it on because the thing is, is like people would say oh yeah i always have it off bro i'd have it off and then all i'm thinking about is i wonder what my view count is i wonder what my view count is i wonder it's like i couldn't not have it on i even to this day i still have it always well i just have my creator dashboard open so it's always there i'm not like gonna purposely mm. hide that stuff and honestly yes there's like pros and cons to having it on or off but i feel yeah, like dude i'll i'll peek it every now and then because like yeah. sometimes dude it yeah. you never know what it is it's like dude I know. this is a good example the other day <laughs> i was like i felt like the stream was kind of going slow and i was like i was like is anybody fucking why i clicked the thing it says 220 viewers i was like what i was like what are you guys doing fucking say something bro i'm fucking drowning out yep. here yep. like what i was just like you you never really know like, that that i stuff. think it's weird because it can almost give you now nowadays i don't really sh I, I don't stress about it one like once you get partner you don't have to stress about it as much like obviously it kind of sucks when you're just lower viewers in general obviously it's a better feeling having higher yeah but it's like for me it's just a good like i don't know what it is it's like it it makes me it, it like it kind of gives me a bump if i'm doing like if the numbers are up and if they're down i just I don't really care as much, but it also kind of, I don't, I don't know how to really explain yeah. this, but like mindset wise, I just need to see it. I need to see, well, it, it does affect my <laughs> mood, but it's like, it doesn't affect me negatively enough. It actually just, how do I, okay, I'm going to kind of like visualize this. It's like having like a gauge, like a meter and it can go down a little bit, but the, but the high goes up a lot higher. So if I, if I have a bunch of viewers and I know it. I'll be a lot more energized and I'll be a lot more engaging with my stream because I kind of want to like subconsciously like keep the viewers around and I want to be yeah, like as entertaining as possible. It. But if I'm lower than normal, it doesn't negatively impact me as much as it would positively impact me, if that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Like it's better for you in the totality. It's better for you to have it on like to yes. you for the way you like to stream. And, and if I have it off, I will be more stressed out because I'll just be thinking the entire time. What is my view count? What is my view count? 
Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I rarely think about it because I just try to, I try to continue to like talk if I can. It's usually towards the end of the stream, though. I kind of let the music take over. And I like, once I've like expelled my thoughts for the day, like I've let the garbage, <laughs> I've let the garbage out of my head, <laughs> I will yeah. uh, kind of like zone in to just kind of like maybe focusing on the game a little bit more. And yeah, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. been one of my main goals. Like content creation this year, like I did set some goals. Like one of the main goals was to take RuneScape a little bit more seriously. Now, am I going to be fucking Atticon? No. But do I want to take the game more seriously and like pl like play the game at a higher level to an extent? Yes, and uh, I think I'm I'm getting there. So I heard you're uh, going for Blood Torva. How's that going? I am going for Blood Torva. I'm doing <clears throat> I've been doing a series on it, and that's like another thing with the whole like ideas that just came to me on YouTube that mm -hmm. like have done well because I I'm doing a series on Blood Torva where where essentially I started the series because I. You know, orbs are not cheap, especially when they came out. They're like pushing three mil each, right? Yep. And like I'm watching, like you know, no monkey, like like it's like he's he's one of the best players in the game, right? Day mm -hmm. one, it takes him like a hundred fucking orbs. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not taking a hundred orbs. I'm taking eight hundred orbs. So like, I don't have the money for that. I was I didn't have the money. Yeah. Like I had the I had the gear to do it, but not the money to buy the orbs. So I was like, well, how do I approach this? And I was like, hmm. I, you know, I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, I'm my whole like thing is I like pet hunting. I want to get all the pets one day. Like that's my like overarching goal is mm. I want all pets, you know, okay. all of them, even the skilling pets, even the shitty ones. Like I'm mining amethyst Nerd. right now. I am at 20, 21.3 mil without it. So see this, fuck, see, fuck I, I, I have always thought you were just a top end, but here you are over 20 mil mining XP. Fucking I'm, I've, I've, uh, you know, I feel, dude, you know what's funny about skilling is what? maxing made me appreciate certain aspects of skilling to where I was like, oh, I can actually, I can go for these pets. Like, this isn't that bad. It's kind of nice. Like, yeah, you know, like, it, it's every like time chill I'm, out content. Uh, yeah, because like every time I'm doing YouTube stuff, I got the, I'm in, I, I yearn for the mines. I'm in the amethyst mine whacking away. Mm. And I can cope with the amethyst because right now an amethyst is fucking, it's 6K each, I think. Oh well, yeah, five five point eight k each. So you know, main accounts are happy to hear that. So like, yeah. I'm, you know, I have like a ninety mil stack of amethyst. So like, that's okay. But uh, yeah, the series I'm doing for Blood Torva is basically, I kill the boss till it gives me pet, and then the theory of that is obviously getting a pet from a boss can take upwards of a couple thousand kills, and during that, probably the boss is going to drop me a lot of orbs, right? Because they drop orbs decently. It's like one in fifty for yeah. like most of them. Some less for a couple like Whisper, and, but uh. Yeah, so and that's where and it worked out. Like uh all I, of course Duke took me 3200 plus KC to get the pet and in that I got plenty of fucking orbs uh to do the awakened version. The awakened version took me 30 something orbs. Same with Vardorvis, of course Vardorvis took me 4200 kills to get that pet. <laughs> so I'm stacked up on orbs. I'm getting all these vestiges. I'm rich. This like series has made me rich as fuck. I could easily just send it at this point, but I got to finish I got to finish. You know, I got to mm -hmm. finish what I started. So I'm currently on the Whisper, and I am pushing 2,000 kills there, which is the rate for pet. So, and I have plenty of orbs. But uh, that's the uh, that's the thing. And I feel like Vardorvis was definitely. Uh, it looks like the most challenging of the uh, of the four. And uh, dude, it felt really. It was really fun actually. Like the challenge, of, especially of doing it live. Because mm -hmm. I did it live with face cam, everything. Like no cowardness. Like put it out there. Like. And every time I get the boss close, like, yeah, I get the Inferno shakes. Like, it, was, it felt like the first Inferno cave. Like, I yeah. get that fucking, like, the adrenaline hitting. Like, it was sick. Like, I really fucking enjoyed it. The viewership was crazy. Like, the streams were crazy. Like, mm -hmm. it was fun as fuck. So, I look forward to doing the next two. But, uh, yes, I will achieve Blood Torva one way fucking or another. And then uh, after that, I plan to 
So like I'm I'm a big proponent of not wasting content. I have yet to do a 500 TOA. Um, main reason is like I have plenty of friends who could carry me through that. I literally have friends who could do a plus one, like let me sit outside the room and get me a <laughs> give me yep. a free one, right? But like I want to do it myself. I want to solo it. Like I don't want someone to carry me through it. Like I want to solo it and I want to stream it live because I feel like that's good content and I feel like it's good for me as a player, like as making me better and making me like confident in a raid. Like I I can do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So like that's probably my next goal after the Blood Torva is like soloing a fight, which I don't think it's gonna take me that long. Maybe a week or two, probably is what I assume it will take me to do. Um, because like I I'm decent at TOA. It's just like the more like refined mechanics I need to work on. And then um, after that, I believe I'll go back to going for the Grandmaster combat achievements, which is what I was like working towards before the Desert Treasure 2 bosses came out. So I have plenty of content. As a main account, I got plenty of stuff I can work towards. And uh, those are the things that I'm probably um, going to be working towards in the future. And, uh, you know, however long they take me, they take me. But I'm going to fucking do it. So what's the, I'm persistent. What's the current pet count at for you? Oh, I have 20. I've, dude, okay. that's, that's the thing is I've been extremely unlucky with pets. The only pet I have, the only pet I've been severely lucky with is the Inferno pet. I got a one KC Inferno pet, but Fuck in the totality, yeah. it's really not that lucky because it's only one in two hundred. Yeah, like, yeah. If that makes sense, like when it goes to like hours into like when like talk, we can talk about hours or whatever, like it's not, it's not too crazy. Mm -hmm. It's it's different. It's different than getting like a one KC like Godwars pet one that's like a one in what are they one in five thousand yeah, chance yep. I think like that's gonna save you way more hours probably or like core pet like I got a oh actually I guess for mains I don't know if you're are you like when you're going specifically for pets are you gonna be like boosting and stuff or are you just gonna do the methods you enjoy I think I would boost core but I think there's only a couple I would boost there'd yeah. be only a few that I would boost okay. like I'm not gonna like when I was doing cracking like I'm not gonna hit the fucking cox he got fucking 10 alts you know like I'm, yeah. I'm not fucking like uh, we're not we're, yeah I'm just not playing that way is not enjoyable for me can i do it sure but like is that that's just not my style Dude, like, when i when i see coxie rolling up with like eight accounts logged in and <laughs> live streaming and having like song requests and all the shit i'm like bro and he's trying to like record a for a youtube series i'm like he's a yeah, oh, oh yeah he is grinding that i am actually so impressed with how much he can game over the years I'm just like, how oh yeah, you... dude. Like I, I talk, I, I like make like he's a like a common like joke that I'm like I joke about and mm -hmm. stuff. But like I have a lot of respect for him. Oh yeah, straight up. Like he's he fucking grinds and uh, he and the content like his his actual like RuneScape content as a streamer is like S tier. I mean you, it's fun going into a stream and watching him kill KQ with like ten accounts. Like that's actually just like you'll never see this on any other stream. Yeah. So it's he cool. is. Uh... His idea of doing it again, if when I first heard it, I was like, that's an interesting thing to do. And then I kind of like, well, I watched the episode and like he started explaining how, he, and then I was like, okay, I see the, I see the payback here. Like, this yeah. is a really good idea. It, brilliant. Clearly it shows. He has literally exploded. It's, and because you, dude, YouTube, dude, YouTube. Yep. No, it, it's, it's a brilliant idea, but it's not like anybody could do it. Like he's the only one that could execute oh, yeah, that. yeah, dude. Only one that's willing play? to. I know. He just he can plays. He just play just like hour, 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 hour and no efficiency. Like he's just maximally efficient for like hour after hour after hour because that's always I how know. he's played. Dude, he's already Crazy. at 29 pets. I know. He has more. That's what I was saying. I was talking about this motherfucker has more pets than me. I've been literally. I mean, I've been unlucky with pets, but yeah. jeez, dude. I mean, yeah, I've like. Bro, I can go through. Uh, how many am I at? I think I'm at like 33, 34. 
I'm yeah. at, th- I'm at, it, like, I I'm at 33 pets and he's at 29. Like, dude, he's at his account for like yeah. a fucking year. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give Jesus, you, I'll dude. give you some of the unlucky ones here. So okay. Zora, the Zora pet, 10,000 KC. Oh my v- God. Vorkath, 10,200 KC. Jesus. For a, for a Vorkath pet, which that boss is like, there's, there's not really any way around doing it faster yeah, just, either. Yeah, like, it just, just takes is, forever. Is, <laughs> Uh, Cerberus, which is obviously locked behind a task, 5,000 KC. That's another one I went pretty dry for. Of course, the fucking cave kraken, uh, almost 12,000 KC there. Bro, what for the that hell? Well. Yeah, no, I've been very, I've been, uh, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a meme, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, Duke, 3,200, like, that's unlucky. It's a 2,500, like, that's mm-hmm. well over the rate, uh, Vardorvis is one of three thousand. I did four thousand, th- almost three hundred of that. That's well over the rate. Um, I believe there might be a couple more on here, but I would have to scroll. But like, that's just like those are just some. Those are probably the worst ones. Yeah. But uh, I have uh, <laughs> had some bad luck. That's like, oh yeah, the corrupted gauntlet. I'm currently at thirteen hundred KC there. No pet, bro. Um, I still is... don't have. I still don't even have that one. I'm... That one's not. That that grind's not even over. I have literally uh, yeah. always had great luck on pets. Um, <laughs> the the only I'm, I'm like literally I have three dark core pets in under rate. I have two That's bloodhounds crazy. under. The main accounts are punching the air on that. That's four wild. four little nightmares. Two vorkies already, and I'm only three thousand KC. Three wow. pets snakeling, six thousand. Like I just disgusting luck. The only the only ones I know I'm going dry on right now is like giant squirrel. I don't have, and I'm thirty eight mil agility. Um, mm-hmm. Tangle root, like some of the skilling pets, I I don't have, but who knows? I mean, going for all pets anyway is just ridiculous. Oh, by the way, do you have any DK's pets? I have none. No, yeah, I only have I only have like a thousand, maybe like a few hundred to a thousand each of those. Though. I'm okay. not like dry or anything, but yeah, I'm just not. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, just if you if you calculate in all the hours of just like with the things I've named, like it's yeah, I've been. Yeah. I've been pretty unlucky. I've had a couple like I've had multiple three times, four times a rate. You uh, just bosses, don't want to so. go dry. Like if your if your plan is all pets, don't go dry on Dark Core, the fucking Penance Queen or Bloodhound. Just don't have that happen to you. And you're yeah. yeah. Well, Bloodhound's nice because like it's a passive thing. I've recently started kind of going. For, I've been doing like Master Clues and like I actually enjoy Clue Scrolls. I enjoy the Clue Scroll. I, even though I'm not like big on the collection log, I do I do see it. Like I get the like when you get the collection log and you get mm-hmm. the little pop up, it's yep. a nice little <laughs> it's a nice little hit. So I get it. Okay. Um let's see. Okay, Ian has a few why que- Juicy has a few questions. Uh, but the, uh, f- we've already kind of covered them, so if you have anything else to add, but he, his third one is relevant, I guess. Uh, but first he says from last cast you had to now what has changed in life and content creation, which we've already definitely covered. Um, oh, yeah. what comes after road to blood Torva? And you said most likely Zuck helmet and pets mm-hmm. and then favorite streamer right now. And why is it Brett dog? Dude, shout out to the bread dog live stream. Bread dog is one of the most sincere, kind humans I've ever met. I had the pleasure of meeting him at TwitchCon. He's a great guy. He's a great streamer, and I would say he is probably like of like the up and up and coming streamers I've seen in the Twitch section. Like his, he's one of the first names that's going to come to mind. Um, I know he just recently applied for partner. Um, great streamer, entertainer. Um, he uses like essentially he's a VTuber or a PNG tuber, whatever you want to call him, but he's a dog um fam family friendly live stream but like he also has kind of like a dj inside which is funny 
Um, like, and he plays into it really well. Like, he's the best. Uh, have you watched Red Dog stream? Yeah, yeah. And he comes in my stream, and he is the he is he has the purest soul. He is so kind. Yes. <laughs> he is very kind, and it's all genuine. Yeah, it's I know. Fully he's... genuine. I love Red Dog, and. If you're listening to this, if you're like, if you hate me, that's fine. Go watch Bread Dog, please. <laughs> Go watch him. Give him your money. Give him your view. He's uh he's on the road, but like yeah, and I talked about earlier Schmacko. He he deserves more recognition. Um, streamer, her name's Jamie. She's killing it as well. Uh, shout out to her. I think you should go watch her live stream. And uh, as of yeah, that's uh I'd have to like take a look, but there's um there's there's some upcoming streamers out there that are. That are great. Um, individual named Steam. If you've not seen the Steam live stream, also the Wide Juicy live stream, uh, who's posing the question, go check him out as well. Uh, they're all good streams, all good people. Go check them out. Okay. Why Ace asks if you had to eat a fast food chain slash restaurant for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Fast food. Yep. Mm. Do you have a Dave's Hot Chicken there? We do not. And yeah, like, that, it would that, just be that like, is like be the like, Tennessee. Like that's yeah, kind of the with what I like have. Thing. Yeah, like what I with what I have access to. If I like, mm -hmm. I don't think Dave's is terrible. Like people will like speak decently of it, but I would be like, it would be like a bastard behavior to go there. Want to have access to like yeah, local places that have been there, there for like a hundred years that have like the special recipe. Like <laughs> yeah. that costs like close to the same price. Yeah. <laughs> it would be yeah. It would be like they would like fucking. They take me out back and kill me here probably if, I, if they call me a Dave's hot chicken. Um. <laughs> I would say though, pro fair. I'm probably gonna have to stick with uh, oof. a lot of like, oof. that's that's tough. I'm gonna probably just go with Whataburger. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna hit the Whataburger. I think, I think that's uh, I love Whataburger. Whataburger's I mean, uh, fucking goaded, and I stand on it. I, so I, when I lived in Houston, they had a Monterey melt. I don't think you have them up there, right? At Whataburger. Uh, but I don't. Here's the thing: is they just literally in the last two years built a. Whataburger in there's one outside of Nashville and one in Nashville and I think there's mm. one near me now too where I'm at on the other side of Nashville so I'm I need to go by sometime because they had a Monterey melt and that was always my go-to and then we would go to other Whataburgers outside of Texas and they just never had the Monterey melts it's like they it just wasn't part of the menu so mm. it was always a disappointment going to a Whataburger that wasn't in Texas and so, like, I don't know. It's like, so I'm kind of like torn because I loved Whataburger. Like, whenever I went there, just like you get filled the fuck up. I mean, they're just the biggest burgers, just piping hot the whole way through. Just, a, I mean, the spicy ketchup and the fries. Like, oh my god, like it's just great. The spicy ketchup goes crazy. It you does. know, it's, it's such a simple like thing, like idea, but the fact that they have it in little, <laughs> they have it in the little containers is just monumental. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah. it's good. It's, it's whatever, whatever machine is cranking that out in mass. <laughs> I don't care. Like it's, it's good. I don't I know. Fuck. It is good. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, Lukey asks, Sebe on top Tuesday win. I get so like, come on. Like you're really gonna, you're really gonna type that without having just like, she's <laughs> just, just outing himself as this, as like, he doesn't watch top Tuesdays. Like, come on. Uh, I was going to say, shout out. If you guys, uh, if you're interested in Top Tuesday, Sebe does have an episode. It is what a, it's definitely one of the better ones. I uh, love the thumbnail for the episode, too. Go that check was, it out. That was amazing. Yeah, amazing thumbnail. I'll actually have that specific episode linked as well down in the description for my own sake. So you guys can go oh, yeah. check it out. Uh, 
unfortunately, that was probably when I was the most burnt from RuneScape. So <laughs> the episode's definitely not uh, as relevant, but it, it definitely uh, is still a, a wonderful episode. It was fun. Okay, let's let's see. All right, uh, Swift Little Eagle asks, "What's your favorite blue cheese?" Also, are you a ranch or a blue cheese kind of wing dipper? Okay, so there's there's a lot of contention on the topic of blue cheese and ranch. I know people yeah. get kind of passionate about it. Here's the thing: I like ranch. I don't hate it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's terrible. I will if it's available. If like if say I have some wings, right? Yeah. Say they don't have blue cheese. Ranch is available. I'll probably use it. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm blue cheese guy. Uh, through and through. I'm just a cheese guy in general. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things in my diet I would give up, but I probably would eat cheese if, if like if I lose a couple of years for eating cheese, I probably still eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Best blue cheese is the uh, Roquefort blue cheese. Shout out, buy it, eat it. Um, you know, but I like I, when it comes to cheese, I like the sharp, I like the pungent, I like the stinky in your face. Like that's that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it. If the cheese has me sweating that's that's when you know it's hidden like i want like i like and that's the thing is like at some of those mission places i have tasted some cheeses that made me just like immediately start sweating and i'm like this is an insane experience <laughs> so like i fucking love cheese and they're, they're like che- there's a whole there's a whole game bro all the way down to the craft single to the fucking top of the fucking the heap you know yeah. it's it's yeah. a it's a it's a big game and uh yeah but uh, I'm with I'm I'm, I'm with you cheese. there. I'm I'm blue cheese over ranch all day. In fact, I'm really surprised. E- even if I see ranch, I'll probably not use it. That's that's fair. You know, it's yeah. it's it's preference. Also, I feel like on both sides of that spectrum, there's good ranch and there's good blue cheese and there's bad ranch and there's bad blue cheese. As Definitely, well. but there's much worse. Ra- ah, actually, no. Okay, I say in the in the bad department, so, both dude, of them get so, horrible. Both yeah, of them dude. can be horrible. Like <laughs> if, if if I get if. If I get like wings and I get blue cheese and it's like this package shit, I'm probably not using it either. It needs yeah, to be. Yeah, it's just like a paste and there's no chunks of yeah, actual yeah, blue like, cheese. What the hell in there? is that? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I know this isn't probably the most like authentic, but Wingstop's blue cheese goes. I, I love that shit. No, no, that's. I'm pretty sure they make. I'm pretty sure they make theirs there. That like, shit is wing... chunky as fuck. Like it's yeah, so like, good. W- I love it. Like you get, especially you get the big chunk at the bottom. Oh yeah, scoop it up at the end. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> all about that. Yeah, I was gonna say Wingstop, for what it is, is really good. It's overpriced for sure, but like, I mean, if you gotta choose between Buffalo Wild Wings or Wingstop, it's a no-brainer. Dude, like, B-dub Wingstop sucks. Big, it sucks so bad. It's so <laughs> bad. I literally went there with my. Fr- okay, so I, I had a friend. So we just got a Wingstop here in Eugene. And I had a friend drive down from Salem, and we hung out. And I was like, "Bro, we're gonna go to this wing stop. Like, it's, it, they just opened like last week." And he's like, uh, "Yeah, like I don't know, man. Uh, like, I really love B Dubs." I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, okay, this place is gonna be way better." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know, like I kind of want to sit down as well." So we ended up going to B Dubs because he wanted to like sit down, and like you, you don't want to eat at a wing stop. Those places is just, that's not optimal. But yeah, no, dude, it just totally reminded me how shit that place is like we went there the wings like we were getting them hot like right there and they're cold like they're just sitting there <laughs> and the, the, the sauces suck the meat is it's just the, like the worst experience and yeah. it's so overpriced there's nothing like there's nothing worse than a dry <laughs> dry chicken wing that's like lukewarm from buffalo wild wings with their shitty ranch and blue cheese that they offer there 
fucking worst. If, if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, it's it's purely to watch whatever sporting event and drink alcohol. Because the bar is great there. The yeah. bar is, is outstanding. The food, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really... It probably tastes a lot better when you're just plastered. So. Yeah, dude, if I go there, like, I get, like, I'll get, like, uh, I get the vodka Red Bull, watch the sporting event with whatever friend, and order some fried pickles. Like, that's the move. Mm. <laughs> you can't ruin fried pickles and stuff. Okay. This is an odd one. Uh, Tozambique asks, what's the first task you remember doing when you first got members on your account back in the day? Dude, I didn't even know what Ooh. fucking Slayer was, I'll be honest. I think the first thing I did was is I went to get the the team capes because I thought they were so cool. I thought the team capes were like super sick. So like I was like going out deep in the wilderness, like looking for the cape guy, and I thought it was like so cool. Oh, <laughs> I had, like oh, money oh, on oh. me, and I was like scared. Oh, he means task as in just like what did you first do? I thought he meant Slayer task. I was like, what? We're gonna have. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah I, no, I don't I, think yeah. he meant. I don't think he meant Slayer task. I'm like, no, who the hell no, is gonna no. remember that? Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I remember. I remember that. And yeah, speaking of Slayer, like I remember doing my first Slayer task, and I was like, oh, I thought it was so cool that you like get assigned to go kill like <laughs> monsters. Like I thought it was so. Like I felt like per instead of like murdering like barbarians at the barbarian village and not mm -hmm. knowing what I was doing, like I was like, it would tell me what to kill, and then I like you know pull up the 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 browser that takes like you know five minutes to load to like figure out where they're at and like what to do on some weird like forum <laughs> website post. <laughs> The so, best. yeah, yeah. I I just always like whenever I got members, it was always walking through to Taverly Gate, walking through there, and walking over White Wolf Mountain over to Sears Bank, and I would just chill there and admire the Giga Chads there with yes. whips. Yes. So that was another thing. Like speaking of first task, I remember like I get members. I know I knew about the team capes. I wanted the team capes. I wanted to look like I wanted people to know I'm a member. Like yeah. I wanted to wear the because it's a members object only. I wanted to wear the team cape. I wanted to get I forgot what. There's a few other items too that were just members specific. But like I remember what I would do is, which leads into my lobster thing. If you don't know, I uh, I collect lobsters. I have the largest. I maybe somebody else has more than me, but I have the largest collection of cooked lobsters in RuneScape. I wow. think I do. How many? I believe. I have uh, twelve point six million cooked lobsters Jesus, on my dude. account. Um, I think that is the biggest collection. There might be some out there that has a bigger collection. There might be multiple big collections, but I've never had anybody come in and be like, "Oh, I know a guy that has more." And then there's been people who I know are in uh, the collection, like the collectors' Discord, mm -hmm. who've said they don't think anybody has one. They haven't seen one. Like uh, okay. I know you know who Matthias is. Yep. He frequents there, and he said he's not seen a lobster collection. Wow. So I was like, okay. I was like, maybe I do have the biggest one in the game. It is currently valued at two point one bill. <laughs> so max but, cash of lobsters. Yes, that's crazy. Yes, I have uh, collected. I've collected since I started streaming. I've just collected lobsters as a collection item. Like when it's my like whenever I'm like doing an event or like whatever, I'm like. Like, don't give me your money. Like on Twitch, just pull up and give me some lobsters. Like, give me a max stack of lobsters because you only buy six thousand at a time. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, if somebody does have a bigger collection than me, they have been collecting them actively for a very long time. So um, yeah, but I have twelve point six million, and part of that is just because like I love lobster, like the food. It's one of my favorite, like as far as like seafood goes, that's the peak for me. Lobster, love lobster, done in many different ways too, not just by itself. Um, like you go on the East Coast, like and get a real like lobster, authentic lobster roll that was caught the day before or the day of incredible dude it's like it's i love lobster i'm a big fan 
But um, yeah, but what I would do is I would fucking I would do what you did. You go through the Taverly Gate, you walk over, you know, you go into uh Camelot Catherby, and like yeah, I had the you know, I had the lobster pot and I would just fish lobsters and I would sell them to the shop. I didn't know you could just sell them to people, but I would sell them I would sell them to the shop until the price would get low. I remember like I you know, I made a few hundred like thousand GP doing that. I was just obsessed with like catching lobsters. And I could like fish for swordfish too and and even though it was at one point sharks, I still just kept fishing fucking lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Hell yeah, dude. But uh Yeah. See, I, I was a woodcutter though. I used to chop ewes. That was that was my thing. I remember yeah. getting like seventy five woodcutting as a child and I mean, that was just my proudest achievement ever, like IRL or in game. I mean, it's just like 75 fucking woodcutting. I could chop magic with the legends. Like, that was <laughs> that was amazing. So I was going to ask you, do you have any collections on your account? I mean, you have, your account is so old. You've been had it for so long. Is there anything you collect? I like, mean, the collection you like. Yeah, I mean, there's just, you can't really collect when you're an Iron Man. Like, you can't get, like, massive stacks of things. I mean, you can, mm. I guess, if you chose to, but... My, yeah, I was I mean, wondering if you had something. It's it's all about Gilded and Third Age for me. I mean, you saw the Third Age plate legs, right? That Dude, yeah, up. you're like, you can pull up and just flex on... Bro. You can just flex so hard. It, it It's just <laughs> unbelievable to have, like, literally, I mean, Dragon Full Helm and the rest Third, third Age Kite, Third Age Plate Body, Third Age Plate Legs, like, you just... It's so busted. It's like the craziest shit you could see on an Iron Man. And are you so? Are there any other Iron Man you know of playing that have that set? No, 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 no. I'm well. First of all, I'm the only Iron Man with a classic full gilded set in the first place. So, oh. so there was one other person that got it first, but he de-ironed. That was Frigian. And then the Third Age, I am the only Iron Man with five pieces or more. Sure. And everybody, there's like, there's probably like a couple handfuls of people with four pieces of third age as on an iron. And the only person that has like a top and a bottom, well, there's, there's, there's several people with like a top and a bottoms of a set. Like, for example, there's this guy named Faye Sten and he has um, the mage robe top and the mage robe bottom with two other third age pieces that aren't the same uh, set. Mm -hmm. But, like, just having a top and a bottom is crazy. So I now have a top and a bottom, which is already crazy. But then I also have the kite shield. And I don't think I don't think there's any Iron Man with three pieces of one particular set. I think I'm the only one. That is insane. And it, That's it just, really cool, though. And it is the melee set, which is probably the most iconic. Like, which is just fucking so cool. Like, I, yeah. I swear to God, it took me like three full days to finally accept that like it happened because because <laughs> you got you got to also keep in mind I'm like I'm a giga nerd, you know, and I've been hunting third age yeah, for years no. and years, and so you know third age plate legs were like it, it's like on that list of like this would be a dream item that I I just I'm not gonna get like let's be honest you're not gonna get a mm -hmm. piece of third age you actually want, but you yeah. and then I pulled it and yeah. Fucking stupid. <laughs> no, for sure. Stupid. Like I, um, I respect it. Like I'm a lot more of a nerd than people may believe I am. Like mm -hmm. I, I think all that stuff is really cool, and like just the completionist aspect of this game, especially now that it's become like something that's like sought after. Yeah, it's excited. It's definitely excited me and made the game more fun for me, and like gives me that like that hit of dopamine that like I was missing for a while i think yeah like yeah. even just collecting lobsters because my whole goal with collecting i wanted to have a green stack i thought that'd be like so cool to have mm -hmm. a green stack collection of fucking lobsters and now that fucking 12 and the funniest thing is is my community we bought so many lobsters 
We raised the price of lobsters over swordfish for two weeks, or almost two weeks. A lot of people are like, "Why?" There's a Reddit post I saw. It. They're like, "Why are lobsters costing more than swordfish?" Because we bought so many fucking lobsters that it raised the price. I had a screenshot. I posted a screenshot on Twitter. I got like a few hundred likes. It was fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, I, if if you were to really dedicate, if you and your community, if, if if you and your community were to dedicate yourselves to buying lobsters, do you think like how long do you think you it would take to get a hundred million? Uh I think it would take it would take a while. You need a lot of people. Like you can only buy six thousand at a time, oh, so it's God. tough. Yeah, it's tough. Like it's not that many. You, you would have like, to like collaborate with other collectors and pay like top dollar for their collections. Yeah, I would have to really make it like a, a heavy stick. Because right now it's just like a hey, like pull up. Like if I'm doing a giveaway or something, like hey, pull up, drop some lobsters. Like don't don't tip me IRL money. Tip me some lobsters. Like yeah. come throw me some lobsters, and people would just kind of like and you're like hey, my birthday next Friday. You know, I feel like we're gonna have a lot of. That's all I've been saying. I'm like, hey, it's my birthday next Friday. Don't give me your money. Just give me some lobsters. So yep. I feel like there's, there's been a lot of lobsters probably in bulk. Maybe now. I don't know. Because, like, some people surprise me. Like, sometimes, like, like there'll be people in my community who have, like, came up to me, and they've just given me 500,000 lobsters. And they're like, I've been buying these for months. And I'm like, holy fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> there's been a couple people who have, like, dropped me, like, I think I was talking about Matias. He, he dro- I remember he dropped me, like, two or 300,000. Uh, you probably know who Monty Dew is. Yep, yep. He just like he has he's a like an in-game Iron Man and like he just obviously trades over dupes and stuff to his main and sells them. And like he had just been like buying lobsters for me passively for like, I don't know, like fucking like half a year. And one day just pulled up with the G and gave me like three or four hundred thousand lobsters. So Bro, if you can somehow get to a hundred million like that, it you don't see that. Now I've seen definitely like ten mil stacks of things. I don't yeah, think I've sure. ever seen anybody have a hundred mil stack of something. I think that's the goal. I think that's uh, that's like I feel like twenty mil is my next goal. But yeah. after that, I feel like yes, yeah, but like let's go for the hundo. Like, yeah. Even fifty would be fucking sick. Oh yeah, anything. Like, I mean anything now, but like a hundred, it's like that's like the triple digit. Also, like oh, that would be nuts. That'd be crazy to have in the bank. That'd be a flex for sure to have a hundred million lobster. <laughs> Dude, that's like all the close to twenty bill. <laughs> yeah well i feel like one day when i do max out my cat like i'm because like this the blood torvis series i've been doing mm-hmm. like dude like let me just take a look at like the collection log here like like for example far dorvis i got four old tours um Damn. so far i've gotten three vertus tops three vertus bottoms like that's a lot of money um whisper i've already gotten two bell tours um the duke i got like four vestiges also so like I've I've like made a lot of money doing this series. Like I'm, I think I'm, I can I can buy every piece of. I, when I finish this, I should have every piece of gear in the game. Like I should have a set of everything. Like I have the like the official like even all the unnecessary stuff like Ellie, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have like the official. Are you gonna Max start main account bank? Are you gonna start going for that third age collection though? That's the thing is like, do I do that or do I just buy lobsters? That's why I guess I got to make that decision of what I want to do. So, Good point. <laughs> I guess we'll see. But that's the thing. It's fun to me, though. I feel like it's fun that there's like stuff I can still like, like money is like useful for, even as a main account, like just like collections or or whatever, you know. Because mm-hmm. like, if even if you're a main account, if you have full four, if you have the full third age and you have a third age pickaxe, that's still flex. Like that's 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 pretty sick, you know. Yeah. So. Okay, this is a this is a spicy one. Doctor Elo asks hypothetically <laughs> if there was a bar fight during RuneFest, who would be oh, involved my. and would you break it up? Um, 
I would not break it up. I do not involve myself in uh, good, in, good. in fights. Trying to break a fight up is the easiest way to get punched and then be involved in the fight. And then um, get arrested. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I'm not going to involve myself in a fight unless I'm defending. In a foreign country. Nonetheless. In yeah. a foreign country. Unless I'm defending my friend or somebody who yeah. I care about. If the people who are fighting are people who have no, like, if they're like a friendly yeah. acquaintance or like they're like, like I'm not going to get involved like that is they've made their decision to participate in said fight. And, you know, like I might save them from killing somebody. Like if they're like on top of somebody, I beat them to death. I'm like, hey, man, let, let, I might grab and be like, yo, you won. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. You're going to get a murder charge <laughs> or whatever, you know, like maybe then. But like I would only jump in like, you know, for example, say, uh, say Tacey's at the bar and he's like showing off his new watch and, you know. Uh, Skittler doesn't like that, so he fucking attacks him. You know, like I, I, I would like. Uh, I might. I'm not gonna step in to to fight for Tasty, but I would step in to like break it up. You know, after if after X Y Z has lost the fight, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, I mean, yeah. Even especially like if if a woman, like if 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 it's a woman who I know I'm friends with, who's mm -hmm. obviously getting attacked, I, I got it. Like then I got to step yeah. in. You know, like I got to do. Like I'm not. Like I'm not gonna let that happen. But it's, uh, we are definitely gonna see some. Juicy drama at Runefest. Like, you think it, there's gonna be some dude? So dude, we got, it, do you want to talk about the drama that happened recently? <laughs> I mean, you know what's crazy? I'm getting King Go Condor on. back on the cast, so that will probably probably gonna be some. Oh, you'll spicy, you'll get all the drama you need with sp that spicy topics. But no, 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 I mean, well, I first of all, I don't know the full situation. All I mm -hmm. all I have seen is just uh, I always I always take a backseat on these things. Like whenever the Twitter drama pulls up, I'm like. I'm, popcorn time yeah popcorn time but i'm not liking <laughs> anything i'm not retweeting anything i'm not commenting on it i'm just gonna yeah it, observe because okay one i have been on very lightly and nothing that crazy it's usually rs related or some sort of other stupid drama that just gets over overly like i, I don't know just like um like over exaggerated i should say so i've been a part of, of that course, receiving yeah. end and i hate it when people just pile on when they don't know what the fuck's going on i was gonna ask you so you've had like you've came out and had like but none of your none of your like drama i guess you could say has anything to do with other people which is runescape related drama so you've came out and had some takes about certain stuff that obviously people did not agree with that you were pushing and peddling mm -hmm. and do you i was i've always wondered like did you do that for engagement or like, did you know what you were doing? Like, did you know it was going to like get a good like engagement? You're just no, no, kind of testing in the waters to see what would happen. Or no, if you were no, just I, generally just wa talking like what you want to talk. I, I just say what's on my mind generally. And, mm -hmm. and because I know it's not affecting anyone else, it's literally just a take on the fucking game. Yes, take on a runescape. So I'm totally cool. And it's never for engagement. It, it ends up being engagement because people just pile on and start having weird takes mm -hmm. and shit. And then, you know, I'll have people ask me, like, Sekon is, like, one of my good friends, and he'll just, he'll badger me about it, and he'll be like, like, you know, you just did this for, for views, right? And I'll just joke around and say, yeah, I did. But, like, ultimately, that was not the reason. I'm just fucking playing around. <laughs> but, like... He's one of the... That's the funny... He's, I know Sekon pretty well, so he's one of the people who says that you're just baiting, yeah. you know? <laughs> that, and, and, and I will just agree with it, because it's just fun to just be like, <laughs> yeah, it's all for the bait. It's all for the fucking engagement, bro. Like, hell yeah. The mastermind. Yeah, no, it's, it's not about that. And... It could, I mean, because it would be, it would be easy for me as a host of a podcast to just get 
dramatic individuals and talk about their side of the story with the drama that's going like i just don't <laughs> give a fuck for the most part yeah uh, i didn't like you know like the drama referred to is obviously the skatizo west ham drama mm -hmm. that recently happened and like yeah i didn't really like i liked what west ham posted just because like i know him pretty, yeah. like i know he's a genuine guy west ham and, is like, the most wholesome genuine like yeah. He's just a nice, kind guy, and he's down to earth as fuck. Yeah, and like, I know that he definitely, obviously, was like, with what happened, was definitely affected and hurt. So, like, yeah. I felt for him, and I felt the need to, like, support him. Like, even though I'm not, like, I'm not, like, good friends with him or anything, yeah. but, like, yeah. just from a, as, like, just from man to man, like, support him, like, what he's going through. Yeah. It's like, obviously, it, it's, he's going through some hurt. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, but even on the flip side of that, Dude, I have I, we've been in this community a long time. I have not seen people come for somebody like that. I was like, holy fuck. They are fucking like they came for her. And I mean they came. I mean, that was yeah. fucking like that was it was brutal. It was vicious, dude. It was vicious. Yeah. No. I mean, it was just like I was just scrolling, just tweet after tweet after tweet. I was just like, holy mm -hmm. fuck, man. And like and part of that is like, is that piling on or is that just like the predisposition of how people actually feel about you? And like I don't really know what that is, but I've I don't think I've ever seen someone get piled like that. Like I was just like cleared, wiped, just wiped from the fact like just the some of the like if if I if that was me and I clicked the more replies button, I ain't coming on Twitter for a while either, man. That dude, it was fucking brutal. I mean I was like, damn. I just like so what I wonder, and again, I, I do not know any part of this story really, other than just of the course. basic it's because exactly, like i just don't yeah. explore I'm these same, kind of things yeah. but if what happened happened and like scatizo just straight up cheated on west ham and they had a thing going and i don't know I, I don't know how you know together they really were i have no idea about any of this i don't know what the relationship status was if it was more open or anything exactly so but yeah if, if what i have seen is true then it's deserved it's just like what the fuck like why would you do that mm -hmm. to, my, to the literally the legend west ham like that that dude is the most yeah. wholesome never no that's what that's what I, that's how i've said it's yeah. like i don't know the inner workings of it but like you reap what you sow yep. and like you know your you whatever your whatever your withstanding reputation is before that happens is also like i think that's always important like if you are like like because you're gonna find out like if you make a mistake in content creation or say something stupid or do something stupid and it becomes public in nature you're going to find out. You're really going to find out who rides with you and who doesn't yeah. real fast. Like you're going <laughs> to yeah. find out who has, who's yeah. been waiting for your downfall and who has been waiting for your downfall, you know? And yeah. like seeing that was like very, like if, if I'm taking anything personally from witnessing that situation is like, damn, like you gotta, you like you, you, sh you, you better know who rides with you and who doesn't. Cause that was, that was brutal. You know, like, you know, whether, you know, I, I do, like you said, if, if, if that baseline is true, like, yeah, sure, deserved. But even past being deserved, like, it, it some of the things that I saw were pretty bad. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm certain I didn't crazy. see even half of what it was actually posted just based on. Dude, I was in the bed. Dude, that shit stun locked me for the day. I was stun locked <laughs> in the fucking bed for like two hours just scrolling, bro. Like, I felt like I, <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Like, I was just, I just, it's just like one thing after the next. It just kept like, it was like a snowball just rolling, and I just would not stop. Like, the memes, <laughs> mean comments, like, just one thing after the next. It was just it was just crazy to, like, witness. 
it, it's just, yeah, no, I, it's interesting. And I actually, um, so I have asked, uh, I have asked King Condor, not specifically about all that drama. Ultimately, I really enjoyed having King Condor on the cast uh, mm-hmm. back last year. Because he's just fucking fun to talk to. He's just a he's Well, just, he, he's just a you know, hoot. people, there's a lot of people that dislike him. I'm aware of that. Um, and he has like, horrible takes sometimes. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is like, yeah. just because, you know, and like I've had him on a couple of my videos mm-hmm. and like, you know, like people might not like that. But like, just because you have someone on your video doesn't mean you agree with, <laughs> it doesn't mean you agree with everything yeah. they say yeah. or agree with every philosophy they have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's for the content value if you want to see it. Like, there's a reason why my Top Tuesday with him, like, and this is earlier on, too, has, mm-hmm. like, 17,000 views. I'm not a big YouTube channel either. It's because people want to see it. People yeah. want to see it. Like, it's 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 the content aspect of it. And I think that's where people kind of get lost with him is, like, taking, like, it's clear what he's doing. Like, he's trying to farm engagement. He's trying yeah, to cover drama. That's the, what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, he is the creator that literally tries to farm engagement and so but you just have to yeah that's what he's doing and he's open about it too he's not like hiding it from you like he's telling you like this is what i want and it's just like as other content creator like because i know there's been content creators that have gotten into with him gotten into him before you're giving him what he wants (laughs) it's like you're giving him exactly what he wants like he wants to smoke like that is the guy who wants to smoke that's the guy who wants to cover the drama he like he enjoys doing it he covers it and that's just what he does and like that's it just is what it is you don't have to you know, I don't like, I don't hate him, but I'm also not like in love with him. He's just, you know, he's, he is what he is. And yeah. like, you know, like he, like some of the content he makes is good. And sometimes he makes takes that are not good. Sometimes he makes takes that are good. I mean, he's, he's different in the fact that he will just speak his mind regardless of what it is. He's yeah. not scared to say what he thinks at all. Clearly, clearly he does not care to put out what he thinks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's the, uh, the part of, I guess, our community that he wants to feel and that's his prerogative. And now I'm excited to talk because, I mean, our last conversation, very, very Dude. little of it it, it it had anything to do with any sort of drama. And it was just ultimately just a fucking hoot just talking to him. So, Yeah. Well, hey, if it can be that or if you want to get into it, I'm sure you can no, get, we, you can get that, deep well, down def- the hole. That, I mean, it just it really depends on what the Twitter <laughs> topics are because that's the other thing. When I the Sebe cast yeah. are just like, here, here, drop a fucking list of topics. We'll see what sticks. But, yeah, that'll probably be uh brought up because i know for a while he's not liked scatizo at all and yeah well i'm sure um you know i know that they i know they had their whole thing and that was just another thing that i just went hands off like i just was like i'm not getting involved in this it doesn't involve me i don't like you know these are two people who i'm like you know friendly with but like i'm not like it's not my place to pick a side or get involved exactly it's just not yeah you know yeah no it's it is uh interesting so you know just taking it all the way back to what i was saying like there's going to be some drama at runefest it's the first time in five years where there will be a convention for runescape and you know something like multiple spicy things are going to happen there and it's going to be all over twitter there's going to be some crazy there's going to be the funny drama there's going to be like the memes like the fucking peace hacks meme you know like that went around yeah yeah, yeah 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 like that of there's going to be there's going to be a lot of that and there's going to be actually spicy stuff that's like oh shit like I'm, so I'm, yeah I'm if you think like it. you know like there's literally people who are playing like you know i know there's players and content creators alike who are planning runefest as their time of year where like I'm gonna fuck somebody like that's their fucking that's their Super Bowl, baby. They're ready to get down and dirty at Rudin Fest. Like I already know. Like I 
Fuck you guys! Like all you guys, I know you just fucking freaks out there. I know what you're thinking. I know. I know you're ready, you're ready to fly across the country and meet that girl. Hey man, good luck. Good luck. That's all I want to say. Good luck. <laughs> oh my god. So, I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited too. But as far as like, is he, he asked who would get into a fight? Like who's yeah, gonna yeah. start the bar yeah. fight? That's I like that question. That's a like I wanted to <laughs> get back to that. Just yeah, 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 real yeah. Quick. yeah for, totally. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I think. Who gives me the most bar fight vibes in this section is definitely Ginger Beardy. And that like, is exactly give... what I was thinking. Literally, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, if you don't say Ginger Beardy, I'm going to break him up. Like, that's the thing is, dude, is I'm going to jump in with him, dude. I love that fucking man. <laughs> I love him to death, dude. I love Ginger Beardy. He's also a guy who speaks his mind, does not fucking care. Like, he is, uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And, yeah, I'd probably jump in with him, bro. Shout out to Ginger Beardy. Dude's, dude is big, too. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's the kind of guy that, like, you're going to have to fucking kill him, bro. You're not knocking him out. He's just yeah. going to keep coming. There's not much brain in there. He's coming for you, dude. You gotta, you're going to have to fucking kill him. So I respect him thoroughly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's going to be wild. It's so crazy because thinking back, it literally will have been five years. And I've never been to a RuneFest, but it will have been five years. Like, bro, everyone's old. Like, everyone yeah. that's pulling up is, like, genuinely just straight up, like, yeah, bro. Adult. We're fucking like getting heartburn and shit at the fucking room fest. <laughs> Literally. It's gonna, it's gonna be... oh, well, maybe not. I don't know. They don't season their food over there. So who knows if we'll get fucking heartburn. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see on that. But oh my God. Um, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited. Um, it's huge. Um, surely, you know, I, listen, Jagex isn't going to fly me or you out there, but surely they pay for a ticket, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no. If you're in the content creator discord, you're getting your ticket paid for. You um, think they're gonna pay for our ticket? I yeah, just want the yeah, ticket paid do, for. You're gonna do. fly me out. Yeah, your 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 RuneFest tickets paid for. Um, Let me I, ask you this: yeah. if they if you could like if they paid, okay, so say mm -hmm. let me let me pose this to you. <laughs> say they paid for a ship for you to take you over there, like a, a cruise. Oh, a ship. you say you had to go by say you had to go by boat, but it took like it took it was like a four day <laughs> journey, but it was free. Would you do that? Oh hell flying? yeah. Hell you yeah. would? A cruise? You take the voyage? The vo yeah. Okay, maybe it's not a cruise. It's like a boat with like a minimal amenity. Oh, God. Like Hell no. Hell no. You wouldn't? Okay. No, it'd have, to, it'd have to be a pimped out like luxury like Okay, it'd cruise. have to be nice. It'd have to yeah. be nice. Okay. All Bro, right. <laughs> that would be... I mean, that honestly would be terrifying though. Being on a boat across the Atlantic. like I'd make it content. I'd film I'd the, the GoPro on the, on the forehead, like the voyage. Like it could be something good maybe. That, that shit just... Like that's like <laughs> low-key kind of terrifying terrifying for some reason just being in the middle of the fucking uh, sea on a boat. i took a crabbing boat to runefest it's just like a oh fucking eight God. part series <laughs> yeah no but i i still have like a, a little glimmer of like hope that somehow something of my trip or something is paid for because i mean this shit's gonna be expensive as hell how much do you think a base runefest ticket would be because i thought it'd be like you know like uh like usd like yeah 100 to 150 for a ticket That's yeah what I was yeah figuring. Maybe two hundred for a two day pack because it's two days, right? Yeah, man. I have no yeah, idea yeah. what they're charging at, but um, I could imagine it being yeah. that. But yeah, if maybe a hundred hundred pounds. If you're in the content creator Discord, you get a free ticket. I'm almost certain that everybody in there gets yeah. one. Yeah, I was honored to be added to that. Uh, not like it's been a while now, but it wasn't too long ago back that I was. Added. That was a validating. That felt validating, especially when the mod who asked me to join was like, it called me Mr. Tom Tuesday. I was like, okay, wow, right, you yeah. fuckers, are, you fuckers are watching, huh? You're watching these videos. Yeah. It's... <laughs> and then I found out that Mod Aiza 
you know, Bro. he I know he listens to Bass After Dark, which is hilarious. Dude, when's when's the mod <laughs> I use at Top Tuesday? I would love to have him on. You know, I'd love to grill Jagex. Yeah. You know, see what's going on. You know, surely there's uh, some things going on. He, dude, and he would he he would play along good. Yeah, I think. no, no, Aiza and Sween. I mean, dude, you get him a little bit. Dry. You get Sween a little bit tipsy, <laughs> like bro, he would fucking kill for Top Tuesday. The funny thing about him is, I met him. Uh, yeah, there was a, a Crusader thing. It's like with being with Behemoth that like automatically affiliated me with Crusader because mm -hmm. we are um, under contract with them with Behemoth. Oh, really? And I got to go to their like get together in Vegas, and that's where I first met Mod Sween. Who like cornered me at the party and i was like i can't believe this guy is taking the initiative to talk to me and we had a really good conversation about runescape like i that's like i feel like that's the only time i talked about runescape <laughs> while i was in vegas but it was like a nice like you know like it, it was apparent to me that they really genuinely care about the game and the oh, community yeah. and where it's going and it made me feel really good about that this is the game i'm involved with yeah and like it really just solidified that for me he's a fucking really good guy yeah, no, he's he's a legend. He's and he's just real too. Like you there's nothing there's no like barrier. Yeah, no bullshit. Yeah, he just he's he's who he is. Yeah. Okay. Um B Gars asks which RS boss would cook the best southern barbecue? Shit. Bloat. Mm. Bloat? Bloat. <laughs> I don't know though. It's gonna be stinking if you got bloat up there yeah. on the on the. Yeah. And throw some new balances on bloat. Put them on the imagine, grill. I'm just imagining, yeah, bloat like right on the grill, just like that makes sense. It looks, yeah, it looks nice. It's just that he's like a stinky guy. Like yeah. I don't know, there might be like a health hazard like having him around. Oh, straight food. up, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Oh, I like you know. Listen, Duke Succulus is eating good. That's all I'm saying. Like he ain't missing no meals. That's actually so, a good point. <laughs> he's. He is missing no meals, so like you, you know, if you can slug him over to the grill and get him some utensils that he can use, he might whip. Like he might cook for you. It might be good. Um, you know, you know who else? This is this is one that you probably wouldn't think of. Hmm. General Grador. Oh yes, he's kind of like the like that like built dad. Yeah. Like, you know, if you if you put some new balances on General Gardor, mm -hmm. threw him on the grill, like you know, I think he could cook as well. That's actually a, that's a good. I like yeah. that. I'm, I'm gonna go with that. We'll go with the General yeah. Gardor. Duke is just like it's like it's, you got to get him to the grill and like he is it's, he's thick. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be rough. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see. Dude, speaking of big dog, I didn't know what big dog was for a while. Like everyone started calling <laughs> each other big dog. And now if it was fine, it was finally added in my uh, Twitch chat. So now I, I know Hey, it. you know, it's funny. I recently did Top Tuesday with Hanner and like that was the best improv bit of the entire <laughs> Top Tuesday was at Soda's Egg. I just said big dog and she like she said nothing. She's like stunned. Like just was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I just leaned into it and kept saying it. Over and over again. <laughs> See, that's the kind of shit she, where I would just be so uncomfortable with. Yeah, and then eventually she just started saying it. Like she started, she's like, "Big dog." Like we both just started saying it, and it just <laughs> ended up being one of like the best, like best bits of the entire episode. Because like people now, like there's people, some people come in there just like type all caps "big dog," just because of that episode, which is so funny. So this is actually related to uh, the previous question, but Frank asks, PJ, sorry in advance for making you talk about RuneScape. If you could implement one Southern dish into OSRS, what would it be and how much would it heal? 
Also, if Tennessee whiskey was in the game as a potion, how would it affect your stats? <laughs> Tennessee whiskey is going to uh, take away 40 HP, but give you overload buff on the uh, on your uh, combat skills there. <laughs> I think uh, essentially, I actually think that would just be an overload. How much does overload take away from you? Like 50? Yeah. Or 40? 50. Yeah, I would, it would be like definitely like an overload, probably, <laughs> for sure. Like, it's going to hurt you real bad, but you're going to feel really fucking strong. Dude, if, um, if, if they bring brewing back, like, if they revive brewing in this game, that would actually be pretty cool. The, what do you mean? Like, where you could, like, actually make, like, uh, like, you, like you, beer? Yeah, yeah, like, okay, so uh, have you ever made, um, like, the master, or, like, the fallow item, the, uh, whatever the hell drinks that, that thing's called? I have not because I buy it on the GE when I get that stuff. Oh, yeah, you didn't have to make it. I was thinking of Greenman's <laughs> Ale. See, Greenman's Ale, you have to actually, like, brew. Like, you have to, like, spend that's a couple days. That's the one I drop. I'm pretty sure that's the one I drop, I believe. That's the that's the one I drop. Oh, I drop okay, those, okay. Because sure. I, I don't know if this is untradeable or not. Is this untradeable? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's oh, not. Maybe? I feel like everything no, it's tradable, it looks like. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because everything he's ever told me to buy, I've or the, with, the, with the beers, I've always bought it, so... Mm. I'm a noob at clue scrolls though. I'm very, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. new. I'm just, I'm getting into my clue scroll arc slowly. Well, okay. So what about the Southern dish though? What would it be? Ooh, Nashville hot. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, we, yeah, we go Nashville hot, and you know, it's. Uh... So because it, it, right now I believe doesn't just like cooked chicken in RuneScape just heal three or four. Yeah, yeah. So if you throw the Nashville hot on there, that's gonna bump you up to healing probably twenty, but you're gonna lose <laughs> ten defense because like your ass later that might hurt. Like it's gonna lower your defenses for sure. You're gonna be susceptible. So okay. you're gonna lose some defense, but gain a lot of health. That's respectable. <laughs> um. All right. Bankstander asks, "What's your favorite thing about living in Tennessee?" Ooh, I would say privacy is my favorite thing about living in Tennessee. There's a lot of places. Uh, Tennessee is a great place to live um, just because cost of living here is not terrible unless you get into like the, like I mean, if you're living like in a nice area in Nashville, like it let's, okay. I live outside Nashville. We're out here uh, kind of in the country, got a little bit of land. Um, you know, I, uh, I enjoy the, uh, the, the, the solitude, you know? What mm -hmm. I mean, like I enjoy it. I enjoy going for walks there. I, I'm, uh, I'm actually right next to a uh, state park. So like the border of the land here is a state. Like I can walk into the state park. There's also trails and stuff back there. So just like the solitude of like being alone, like easily having the access of being alone, like living in the city. I've lived in the city before is just a lot. Like it was just, it's a lot. You hear a lot of noises. Like you're constantly like you deal with a lot of people and like it's just nice to have like the uh this the quiet you know mm -hmm. and then like i'm not like so far away from the city to where i have to drive like an hour because that's the that's the issue is like it is nice living somewhere like that but usually the drawback is is like if you want to get to like civilization you're gonna drive 30 minutes yeah but i'm like in like i'm like in an ideal spot to where it's like 15 20 tops so not i'm about bad. 30 i'm about 30 from nashville so, like, I'm right out. I'm right out. If I want to go to Nashville, and like, it's not like a, a fucking huge journey. It's gonna take mm -hmm. a little time, but it's not terrible. Um, but uh, I love Tennessee, man. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stay here for the duration. I've uh, traveled around the country, been to other places. Um, I love Tennessee. I love Nashville. It's my city. It's my place. Shout the fuck out to Tennessee. If you want to come visit, Nashville's a great place. Or you can go to East Tennessee. Uh, also, Gatlinburg, great place to visit if you want to go somewhere fun for the. Uh, you're going for like a weekend getaway. Nashville's awesome. So is Gallenberg. Check it out. 
Okay. Uh, coconut bean dip. For Prison Joe, what do you want to see more in the community? <laughs> uh, I saw the second part of that question, too. Thank you, Bean Dip. I'm preparing for it. Um, whew. I want to see people collaborate more, I think, is what I would like to see. I know that RuneScape streamers, by nature, are very, like, uh, to themselves. Very kind of, I wouldn't say reclusive, but they're not too big on, like, reaching out to other people to collaborate or reaching out to, like, make content. We're not, like, I don't think we're there like other communities are. So I think that's the main thing. Mm. But I think that's also just self-serving to me because I love to collaborate with other creators. Um, so that's uh, probably the primary thing, I would have to say. Because, yeah. like, yeah, even, like, like, I try, like, even with the base stream team, like, like just because you're in base doesn't mean like we're like I'm like it's just gonna guarantee you're gonna be collaborating with people. Like it just gives you like kind of a roster of people to work with, basically. Mm -hmm. And I've made the most of it. Like I feel like as a content creator, like when it comes to collaborating, it is what you make it. Like everything's right there. You just have to reach out. It's like most people, most every streamer I met has been so cool, so kind, generous. Like people who are you know dwarf me in size as content creators. Like you know I'd fucking. I shot my shot at Soup to come on one of my videos, and he did. So it was just like, you just got to you gotta reach out. You just got to put aside your ego, your fear, et cetera, and just, you know, reach out. Like, mm -hmm. work, you know, it, I feel like it's, that's why I said, like, when it comes to streaming, like, I don't really see it more as a competition thing. I see it more as, like, we can all work together to all grow. Like, we can all feed off each other because the ecosystem is, like, an active pulsing thing. It's a little different than, like, uh, YouTube, for example. Yep. I, I actually don't have any disagreements, so sorry. Uh, sorry to Kem Q as a fed. That's his name on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> for, well, I'll agree with that just because he <laughs> owns Chronicles, the fake Kem Q beef. That's a that's an archive drop on my stream. Is that like we have beef with Kim Q? We hate him. I just love that. I love that. Just whale is his profile. Like, is whale okay? Whale's got to be okay with that. He doesn't give a fuck. But like, Jesus no. Bean Div is a chatter in Whale's community, my community, a couple others. He's a he's a bit out there, but uh, he means well. I think. Okay. Um, PJ leak the leg workout. This has come from seizures. I'm trying to get big, like, or I'm trying to get like you, big dog. I uh, I go pretty hard on the legs still. I've just you know like I it's, it's uh I just feel like if I like let my legs go, it would be embarrassing. Like I can let the like you know I don't have the president like the, the like I just feel like a lot of people are like obsessed with my legs yeah. or like maybe not obsessed with my legs, but they're always talking people talking about my legs. As soon as you start um, posting online, it's like now you are forced to upkeep this for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. I've I've shown the I've shown the hams. Yeah. They're they're out there. You know, the people know what they look like. So you know, I gotta I gotta I gotta keep them. You know, I gotta keep them at least at an acceptable level. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's good too because it's it's good for my health. It's good for me. But um, I do a lot of different work. I have a two different splits I use for legs. Um, the one I did last night. I usually I get to the gym, okay. You can go ahead and if you want to write this down, go ahead. If anybody listening, if you want to write down the leg day, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is a good leg day. If if you want to like we want to push it, it's pretty solid. I usually I go to the gym. I get on for this is like my free weight split day for legs. I get on the leg press. I will typically do lighter weight. I'll do just six like kind of lower working weight sets of 15, like pressing the just to kind of get my legs warmed up, get them ready for squats. Which, uh, you know, the squat is uh, one of the most difficult, challenging exercises you can do with free weight. It is, uh, it works tons of different muscles. It's amazing. It's an amazing lift. It's just one of the best. 
Like it destroys your legs too. It is just there's so much going on with the movement of the squat that like people don't really think about. But like there's all the information out there. Go 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 research squats. Squats are good. I was co-signing squats heavily. But then I move into the free weight squat, which typically I am. Uh, that's one of the few things I still like will kind of go for weight on to do. I do a little bit of heavier work with it. I usually I'll do six sets of six um, and starting kind of low and working my way up to heavier weight, you know, because, you know, lifting heavy weights fun. Like, I'm not going to act like it's not like I could probably have a better like set to rep ratio there. But like it's gets fun, like trying to push it a little bit and lift something heavy, you know, feel that like feel that old kind of adrenaline come through it's it's real nice but uh after that i usually get on the hip adductor machine a shot to the hip adductor if you're trying to get that ass fat it's it's where you need to be um you know slow controlled movements six sets of or sorry five sets of 15 on that um you know decent working weight to, uh, weight to where you can control the weight and feel that burn in your uh in your hip abductors and like the the upper booty cheek you know building that uh building the ass you know for the ladies that's one of the best things you can use um moving on from that i'm gonna go on to uh typically i will do rdls uh which is like a straight leg deadlift essentially basically which is gonna blast your hamstrings you five sets of ten of those get the uh get the hamstrings feeling it and then uh you're gonna jump on and you know the most dreaded workout uh i have shitty calves i have great thighs but you know i'm tall so my calves suck um, I've been working on my calves for five years and they've grown maybe an inch, but I'm gonna keep going. So I'm gonna I jump on the, uh, you just gotta the shrink the machine. thighs. You just gotta stop with the thighs so the calves look bigger. That is true. If I had smaller thighs, the yeah. calves would look more proportionate, but yeah. you gotta get on the, uh, cause like, dude, I keep working on my calves. They maybe grow like half an inch, an inch. They just get more veiny. If anything, like mm, it's vascularity that shows like they don't really, it's a, it's just a it's such a resilient muscle group that's pounded like every day from you walking around. It's just tough to grow it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, without the use of uh, the special substances, um, but I usually will. I'll hit like four sets of twenty five, nice, slow, and controlled. Burn the calves pretty good, and then I will usually finish out with just some standard leg extensions. Um, love the leg extension machine. Great to focus on the quads. And then uh, I usually, on leg day, I don't run just because my legs are already just wrecked. I usually will get on the bike, ride the bike for like 10, 20 minutes, look at Twitch while I ride the bike, typically. Bike's the easiest cardio you can do, but it still counts as cardio. Yep, even um, walking, dude. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's pretty much, that's the that's like the main split. That's pretty, that's like the split, basically. And usually, if I don't do like free weight squats, I will do kettlebell work, like kettlebell squats, kettlebell, uh, like a... Uh, all the different types of squats you can do with kettlebells. I like substitute that if I'm not feeling the free weight. If my knees feel kind of shaky or I don't feel the best. Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's the leg day split, man. Get after it, send it. It's gonna, you know, if you do that and you, you know, control the weight and you do decent weight, it will fuck your legs up. I can guarantee that. Now, have you ever had any like leg injuries when working out? Or any, like, no, the only leg injury I've had is I played when I played football. I tore my right ACL. Mm. That's about it. But with the surgery I did, um, this knee should hold up better in the long term than my other one. Damn. Okay. With the way they do, if you do the patella style ACL surgery, it uh, in the long run is better for the knee, like strength wise. So, yep. Okay. Dude, I'll um, tell you though about the ACL surgery. You want to like something terrifying? Like what? it's a super serious surgery. So. When they do that surgery, the muscle over your knee, like, you know, the quad, it atrophies after you have that surgery. 
because there's just so much inflammation and so much like so much going on and like it is crazy because like you get it and like your whole leg is casted and you're literally bedridden for like i think it's probably two weeks where you start like like hopping around oh god and you take the fucking like cast off and your quad my quad was just gone it's gone. Just blubber. <laughs> just blubber. Just fucking little, like, just gone, it, dude. It's, it's got to be so depressing. <laughs> but, like, you know it had only been two weeks. Like, you're good to get it back. Like, it just, just takes yeah, a little like, bit. But like, um, initially, that's got to be so left. depressing. It was, yeah, it was so depressing. It's like, all these years of all this working out, it's just fucking gone. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot. That's that's not fun. See, that's the problem with just any sort of, like, if you push yourself too hard and you get injured... Like you've just lost so much progress, so you gotta still be safe and do proper. Yeah, and, and that's everything. the thing I say with the gym too, especially getting older. That I realize is like the controlled moving movement of the weight is the hardest thing to learn when it comes to weightlifting. Because like as like especially men, it's just you want to get in there and you want to move heavy number, you want to move big mm-hmm. item, like you want to move that weight. But in reality, in the long term, it's probably not the best for your joints and other things. And it's probably better, like, it's more conducive for building muscle. A lot of times, controlling the weight and doing more working sets instead of doing those, like, instead of doing, like, just the... I know it's good for the centric, like, strength training. I know it's more beneficial. But I feel like in the long run, for your health, you're going to get more out of the slow, controlled movements. Yep. Okay. Uh, Shep Boy RD just has something to say. He says, that Prison Joseph guy looks white as fuck. Hey, we're all about width. You know, width is the game. That's the gimmick. This is the day one gimmick, uh, being wide. Uh, you know, I don't really, I can't really put in the words what it means to be wide, but to me, you know, being present, being active, and uh, being genuinely you is the, it's how to be wide. Shout out. Okay, so I, I probably have asked this before, but this is uh, T's asking, can you ask Seth why he goes by the name Joe? And does he have any plans Dude, why to you correct this? Me? <laughs> does he have any plans to correct this by changing his name to Mr. Prison Joe? Okay, so my name is Seth, all right? I don't care if you know that. That's my name. Um, I do go by Prison Joe, and, like, it's funny. There's people who I'm, like, for example, Cuniques. I'm still friends with Nick. I still talk to him. Um, we still, like, text and talk sometimes. He still calls me Joe. <laughs> no, he like is like someone I've met multiple times in real life who I talked to. He still calls me Joe. There's a like lot ironically, or Joe. is it like? For, no, he's just yeah. He just wow. calls me Joe. Like he's not doing it, but he's just used to calling me Joe, okay. so he calls me Joe. And this is like at this point, I just go by Joe or whatever you want to call me. PJ PJ is a very that's a newer term. PJ. A lot of people call me PJ instead of Joe or Prison Joe or Seth. It's just PJ. That's cool too. But I mean, no, like uh, I um. Yeah, but like, imagine this though. Prison Seth? That sounds fucking terrible. Like, like that is awful. That's just the worst. Like, <laughs> prison it's Seth. Just, it's, yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds like you probably wouldn't have grown as a content creator with that kind of name. No, Prison Joe's, I think Prison Joe's a good name. It's yeah. kind of abrasive, but like, it's enough to get you maybe to like look into what's going mm-hmm. on here. For sure. It is funny that people that come in, they're like, have you been to prison? It's like, dude. <laughs> Do you know where we are? <laughs> but I don't know. All right. Um, Palmy asks, how many people are going to therapy today because you bullied them in high school? Were you a bully? Do you think I was not a bully? I was definitely not a bully. I'm more of a bully now to my friends more than I ever was in hmm. fucking like you know. Yeah, most people like, that bully in that, adulthood were actually bullied in high school. 
Because they yeah, like... no. If, if anything, I was bullied. Like the only times I was like, I was definitely the guy. Like the funny thing is, I was. I remember I was a junior in high school, and this like little like he's like a sophomore, is in Spanish class, and he was making fun of me and my friend, and he was like calling me a Neanderthal, <laughs> calling me stupid, because I fucking failed the Spanish test, and he was bullying me, and I fucking picked him up and I threw him across, <laughs> I threw him across the room, Holy shit. and I got fucking suspended for it. And then I remember, like, I tried to appeal the fucking suspension, and, like, the school, like, the vice principal showed up and had, like, pictures of his torn hoodie, like, it was like a fucking court case or something. Jesus They're like, Christ. right here, as you can see, you tore his hoodie. I was like, suck my balls, dude. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? But, uh, yeah, no, that's like a, uh, yeah, I've definitely, uh, I definitely got bullied. Uh, I definitely, I've, I never really bullied anybody, I don't think. I'm trying to think like me and my friends would roast each other but that's just like the friendly like you know yeah yeah, yeah. i think the only person i bully nowadays is maybe ignoble like i definitely bully ignoble for sure <laughs> but that's deserved that's, that needs yeah, that's, that that's healthy yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah it's uh, it's for it's his good. own good it's... yeah and like I, I know people say like bullying is a good thing i don't think bullying is a good thing but like friends like making fun of each other and roasting each other is i don't think that's a bad thing like i think that is like when you're actually you're hear, friends that's the yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the key yeah. that's thing. The thing. When it's you like, know it's out of love and you're just yeah like and the, the and other like, thing you you need to be you need to have a friend group that's honest with you because if you're gonna just mm -hmm. be deluded like your whole life yep. of like the shit you're doing wrong yeah like, you got to have a core friends that you know you can that's, trust that will call you out on your bullshit yes that's why I love base after dark is when someone says something absolutely asinine and stupid we immediately all just pile them yeah. like just yeah. <laughs> just tell them how myself included like you just immediately get piled for like if you say something that's just completely ridiculous that like the group of like everybody's yeah. consensus like what are you saying dude like that makes no sense like bully if you want to call that bullying and that aspect is good i mean that's just it's no, no, but that's not like, bullying because you're you're a friend group and you know you have mutual yeah. respect for each other the bull bullying yeah. is wrong because you're doing it out of hatred and like just actual yeah like targeting just targeting a random person yeah. yeah but i feel like i feel like that that like aspect of it is good just because like it's it kind of prepares you and it kind of like because like there's gonna be times in life where people say shit to you that you're not gonna like and like having the experience of like having things said to you that could possibly be hurtful, even if it is your friend just being honest with you, is like, it's a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. It's like, that way you're not deluded, like you said. And then someone says something to you that you don't like, and then you just freak out, you know? Instead, you can take it and like, you know, work through it in a mature way. Totally. Okay. Uh, there are definitely some other topics that I'm just not even going to touch, so they can blame it on me <laughs> for not touching them. But uh, Seth, I want to kind of wrap things up today and uh, ask you for a few shout outs from the community. Um, so yeah. The Dude, mics, this mics has been yours. a fucking, this has been a cat. How long have we been going? Uh, well, the recording is almost nearly four hours, but after edits and everything, it'll probably be like three and a half hours. Wow. Outstanding. I've uh I appreciate you having me on. It was it felt good to like catch up, catch up with the content creation. Um, you know, I've uh I'm proud of you. You're doing big things, you're growing, you're making content. I think all of us are uh we're all going in the right direction. And as long as the numbers are, you know, going up and staying steady, I'm uh I'm gonna keep after it. So just wanna say thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Um, and and what about in regard to shout outs? Who are we shouting out? Sorry. Just any, any, uh, I will say just three shout outs, but if you have a, a few more, that's totally okay as well. I always, um, yeah. Shout out to, uh, shout out to the, definitely shout out to the base team based after dark, all my, uh, close content creator friends that have helped get me to where I'm at. Uh, I'm very grateful. Uh, that goes along too. shout out to my community. 
Um, I appreciate all you guys, everything that I've accomplished. Obviously, like in content creation, nothing's done alone. I realize that I can work as hard as I want, but I, at the end of the day, if I want to be successful as a content creator, I need help and support from other people. So massive shouts to both those groups of people. And uh, I would say next, shout out to all the all the up and coming streamers I mentioned. Shout out to all of them. You know, go 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 down the section, look for streamers, look for new people to watch. Don't just watch the same people. There's a lot of streamers who are super talented and have a lot to offer who are not probably getting what they deserve. And uh, yeah, that's all. That's that's pretty much what I got. But uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. This was sick. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad to. Uh, it's just I think it's nice because you are you are in a pod. You do a weekly podcast, but you're always with a bunch of people, Dude, and I don't feel like you get your a, spotlight. You know, and you host your own Pod Tuesday you. too. This is an easy day to work for you. I gave you easy day today. Yeah, you did. You did. See, you know, I I will get some criticism for like, oh my god, you still haven't gotten this person on, and you're getting this guy on for the third time. Like, what the fuck? I want you know, I want to just. I just want to, I just want to chill. Like, so this was, this was really nice for me too. It's always nice talking to a friend and we've met up multiple times at this point. So, we, so, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of what you've been able to do. I'm really excited to see what you continue to do this year and, uh, just in future years. So, um, thanks for your time tonight and down in the description, everybody, we're going to have a bunch of links down there. My top Tuesday episode based after dark, all of Prison Joe's links is YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. My kick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Help yeah. Me, please. Yeah, we're going to have your kick down there as well. God. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for all listening. Also, next, actually, this week, later this week, we're going to be having King Condor on the cast. So uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, link down there as well to offer topics. And yeah, some other guests I won't announce yet, but we do have some scheduled for. Uh, I believe there's one more for the end of February and then a few in March that are planned. So look forward to those. And thank you guys for all listening. If you want to support the cast as well, there's a Patreon link and a YouTube membership link. Uh, you can sub help support there. But uh, thanks again, Seth, for your time tonight. It was fun. Yes, sir. Much love. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.